And we are live. Mm-hmm. So, Thomas, do you want to hear one of the cool things about this little uh, device you have is? <laughs> what are we doing here? Let's forget our existential dread. Grab another beer. Just live day to day like we've been doing it for years. When after all, it's neither there nor here. And then the fades into our voices talking over yeah. the end of the intro. Faded out and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's class. <laughs> I didn't expect that. That's pretty unreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I got a new uh, little podcast device for Christmas. First time we're mm. trying it out here. Yeah, in person. First podcast in person of 2023. Mm-hmm. Woo! See, this is exactly what I wanted, man. We're gonna have fart noises next. It's gonna be great, like. <laughs> oh, that is it's all worth it. Yeah, like <laughs> that is so spot we're in the, on. We're in the big time now. <laughs> so I told you, it's gonna be just like that. It's always sunny episode. Yeah, fart just only four buttons here. I need more. Yeah. <laughs> So like and subscribe. Can you like podcast? <laughs> subscribe to the podcast, and I'll be able to afford a thing with even more buttons and yeah. more, yeah. more fart noises. We'll have squeakers. We'll have long ones. We'll have wet ones. We'll have dry ones. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a little fart board. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be class to have like two sound effect boards and just one of them just entirely different fart noises. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, uh. I know we have we do have one new listener anyway. Rory started listening to our podcast. Rory, what's up? Shout out Rory. Solo Rory. Shout out to Rory. <laughs> <laughs> so because he's only started, it'll probably take him a good while to eventually get to this episode. So yeah. <laughs> in uh, about a year, man. <laughs> either that or he'll start at this one and be like, I don't get Do they always have a sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why are they so excited? <laughs> I assume this is a professional operation, there's always those sound effects. I think it's pretty good though, because whenever it, uh, whenever they look back and they do a documentary of, of our careers as podcasters, like it'll be like I remember at the start of season three, two. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think know. we're in season two. <laughs> We've only done a couple episodes <laughs> of season two. Okay, season two, twenty twenty three. They'll be like they got a fart board, and they really started to take off. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> got distracted immediately. Oh yeah, there's this this episode's probably going to be. Full of sound effects, and then like no more after that. It's just as I use it, get the novelty out of it. This episode it's yeah. gonna be really obnoxious and awful. Yeah, that's kind of what I want, though, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, we're going for the real like radio shock rock, yeah. shock jock. Is that what it's called? Up here, like old school, and I imagine like 80s, like American uh, radio presenters were like. Yeah, I don't actually know. Like, I've never heard any of the shows like that, but just from yeah. the movies, from what they've told me. Or like, what's the? Is it Parks and Rec? The the DJs and that. Oh yeah, they're pure assholes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like Nick Kroll and oh somebody else. Can't remember. It's like something and the douche. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So this is our first episode of 2023, and part of the reason I need to do this as well is because I have. Finally edited the last three podcasts that we did, but they're not out. <laughs> so we've done like a, we did like a year and a half review. 
recap thing where we talk about movies and all that we did like halfway through last year. Then we did another one, and then we did a Halloween one, which still isn't out. So you're probably getting your Halloween one in February or something. <laughs> It'll be a good callback. Yeah, so that's partly why I wanted to do this episode, so we can like explain to everyone. No, you should release the Halloween one in June. No, <laughs> no, no, May, because then for any listeners in the other hemisphere, some people have Christmas in July, so that would be Halloween in May. Isn't that right? Uh... That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I think there's a logic there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you'll just be getting it when you get it. But yeah. hopefully, people will listen to this episode and it'll make sense. Because <laughs> otherwise, I was like sitting at home, I was like, I'm going to put to like do intros to all these episodes to explain why they're coming out at the start of the year <laughs> whenever we're talking about like. Like the other one that we recorded, we did, we were like start talking about the, the queen dying and I was like, oh, for God's sake, this one's dated as well. <laughs> but yeah. Release it on the year anniversary of her death. <laughs> Be like, here, we, here was our thoughts at the exact time when she died. <laughs> Speaking of year anniversaries, I had a Facebook memory about um, Meatloaf dying. So that's like around this time. Was really? it last year? Must have been. Must have or been, was yeah. it the year before? And I think, I don't know if I've told it on the podcast, but do you know Meatloaf played in Offaly in the late 90s in a village called Shinron that has about 600 people? And whenever he died, their, like, their local paper like did a whole expose on like Meatloaf, the fact that he was in Offaly. Like, it's about every single person I've met from Shinron has usually told me about it. Okay, it's like their one. Yeah, <laughs> it was in like 1998. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's just like a wee village or something, is it? Or oh yeah, man. There's like one shop and one takeaway. Like, right? Okay, yeah. It's yeah, a pretty big deal then if Meatloaf comes. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. And then there's like, what does it mean? There's only six hundred people, but it's been a big deal if it came here. Never mind. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a lot smaller. Like, yeah. People in Letterkenny still go on about that time Chuck Berry showed up. <laughs> <laughs> when the fuck was that? I don't know. He played the grill or something years ago. Apparently, uh, apparently was it. The, the Smiths as well I played the community centre Oh yeah Yeah because at the time Patson Square Which is now closed Apparently Morrissey Ate in Patson Square Because at the time This is before they were famous At the time It was the only place In Kenny That had a vegetarian option Where, where it was? Patson Square So oh, the okay. reason The reason he ate there Was because it was The only place he could eat <laughs> Right okay yeah. That makes sense Yeah it actually does It's quite funny Then I always thought Refused played in Donegal but they didn't. I found out I was wrong. But they did actually play in Dundalk. That's uh-huh. where I got the wires crossed. I just Dun- probably wanted them to. Done somewhere. Yeah. But uh, that was pretty interesting. Like back in like the 90s, like back whenever they were like, I would like to say at their biggest, but I didn't even know if they really ever got that big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they were still doing basement shows, but they're just very influential. I'll use that to segue into a class TV show that I just watched. I don't know if you've heard of it. You might have. You might have discovered it yourself. Called the Bear. Have you I, heard of this? I haven't watched it yet, but I keep meaning to. It's unreal. It's about the Michelin star chef that takes up his brother's sandwich. Yeah, yeah, I keep meaning to watch it because every single chef I know that's watched it is like, yeah, it's fucking pretty on point. Like, yeah, I was thinking, I was like, uh, might give you like <laughs> PTSD <laughs> from like working, but I have class and the, it, uh, it's got a great soundtrack as well. And the first tune that comes on is new noise oh no way really yeah. jesus that'd make me want to listen to it even more yeah 
but even like the whole even through the whole show they like all the song choices are really good like mm. and it kind of really adds to the whole like atmosphere i actually watched the video i watched it all in like two days it's eight episodes i think and i think it was last tuesday i watched the first six like all in a row mm. and then watched the last two the next day and then watched the video about like going into like it's called like why the beat why the bear hits so hard mm. and i was like just going into the way to edit and everything and the editing in his class very like frenetic but then they, he even took a scene and took the background music out and like showed how much like that adds to the tension and everything mm. don't know what song it was but it was another kind of like rocky kind of song but yeah all the song choices are really really well done and all well i find it funny because like working with a lot of chefs like that it was even me because like i would obviously like i could like like an awful lot of like so like dance music or kind of like instrumental kind of stuff like that and then i could also like an awful lot of heavier stuff but an awful lot of the times you meet chefs and they're usually just one or the other and it's like right i'm listening to 10 hours of metal with this chef or i'm listening to 10 hours of just absolute hairy dance like hairy <laughs> techno for like 10 hours it's like really is like as long so, as it's intense yeah like yeah exactly it's always intense it's never ever not like yeah. it's really like it has to fucking it has to overcome the noise yeah. of the background of the kitchen like yeah. all the fans and stuff <laughs> Yeah, it's not like, okay, I'm only listening to Beethoven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, uh, you know, I keep meaning to watch it because I was reading about, is there like one episode where they like, they do service or something? It's like they do like a night, like uh, they do like, uh, they might do service a lot of it, but they do like an extended scene or extended shot of like a busy service or something like that. Um, could be wrong. See, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. They kind of do, they do, like, there's a lot of, like, long sort of cuts, long takes, and it's all very, like, like, it gets so claustrophobic at times, like, and it really feels like you're in the middle of it and all. Mm. But then um, it's great, too, because then there's other moments where you're just, like, watching a guy, like, mix, like, cake batter, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you get to, like, and the whole time is, like, he's trying, he's, like, kind of, like, gradually trying to get the restaurant, like, better and, like, improving it. And, like, the like the way everything's shot and all kind of like reflects that and you get this you get to like chill for a bit and sometimes and it's like but there's always like these problems at the start too and it's like yeah the first episode starts and they don't it's like he didn't get enough meat delivered hmm. and then he has to like come up with like the solution to like get more meat and like get more money in and everything and he's like clashing with like it's like as they the as they the guy pointed out in the video afterwards he's explaining it's like the conflict comes from the people trying to solve the same problem with different solutions and like clashing over what they think we should be doing. Hmm. That's really, it's, I didn't really notice like when I was watching it, but it's very true. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to like describe because it, it is just, it's definitely one of the best, even though when I watched it this year, probably the best show of last year that I watched. No, I'm trying to think if there's any. See, I don't want to give too much away either. Bands <laughs> with with your question, but I I don't think there's any like specific night where they're doing like service. But there's just a lot of that, like, um, like you know, like because that, that the whole thing you're saying about mixing cake batter and stuff though, from like being a chef for years, that makes me think of like there are certain jobs that are just way more relaxing to do, where they take more time. And then there's other times where it's like pure hectic and stuff like that. And that whole like the not enough meat being delivered or stuff like that. I guess shit happens all the time. Yeah. So like, you know, like it sounds like it's like I can relate to every single one of yeah. these things. Like it, it felt very real. Like and these yeah. like all the words that they it's like that's a, that's what I liked about it too. It's like you're just kind of throwing in and into all like the 
the like banter or whatever that all the words that they use and you have to kind of catch up mm. with the like if you're not if you weren't in that industry you're kind of like oh mm. you're working out what they mean by certain things and all like but I like it doesn't like uh, like not it feels more real because of the words they use and everything I know what you mean they're not like dumbing it down yeah. or like you know they're not like uh, go and Julianne uh, sorry shred that veg there or it's all that there kind of shit like yeah. it's like you know they're just doing what they're they're doing the terminology which makes more sense it makes it feel more realistic because like they're yeah, not like, they're, they're not going to talk like that <laughs> they're going to yeah. talk I, they talk there's like even in the first episode uh, that's part of the conflict because like uh, it's like so he takes over from his brother and uh, the other guy that like kind of runs the place is he calls him cousin even they're not actually cousin he's just like a friend of the family kind of but they call each other cousin and like he'll be saying something it's like he'll make a oh, what does he say some kind of stock he's referring to anyway but he uses some other words and the guy's like what the fuck is that like yeah. and that's part of the conflict he keeps being like what the fuck are you talking about like it's all like the Mitchell and Sartums it's like yeah. Jew instead of gravy or yeah. something like that there yeah and all that there kind of like like a panty station what's that or you it's a bread station if we want to do it that way that kind of yeah, I can understand that and there there's a bit where it reminded me of the podcast actually because uh he's like housekeeping and I remember like saying to you it's like oh we need to do a bit of housekeeping and you were like oh housekeeping and you were like talking about like in the restaurant how you would use the word housekeeping mm-hmm. but I meant it like I don't know I was talking about housekeeping in the podcast mm. <laughs> but yeah just like how do we flashback it's like oh yeah we had this conversation <laughs> in the podcast about housekeeping it does exist yeah. <laughs> I suppose I wonder if it even related to it more because the first head chef I worked with would have worked at he was Mexican so the name but he did most of his initial experience in kitchens in America so but there's an awful lot of like commonalities between all kitchens you know say yeah. yeah chef went hard and all that there kind of yeah. stuff like yeah, that's kind of, like, that's part of the thing he starts. is like, he always says, yeah, chef, and then he explains. It's like, we always say, yeah, chef, because it's a mark of respect. And it's like, it's like, that's part of his, like, because, like, his character, and it worked in, like, what was the best restaurant in the world. I don't think they actually say what it is. They're just, like, they just allude to, like, must have got reviewed or whatever and was yeah, the best. Yeah. So he, there's, like, part where he's explaining why he, like, is using all these rules and all. was like, what? Yeah, ah, that's great. Like kitchens, like the kitchens are one place I think above all else that needs like a hierarchy and needs like someone like leading it that you kind of refer to because it just yeah it's just it just makes life an awful lot easier because a bunch of people do try and do their own thing like it just fucking falls apart and like and I've seen I've worked yeah. in kitchens like that with chefs who don't like getting along chefs who think they're better than the other and then like they won't like fucking listen or do anything it's just a fucking mess like and you're like come on these are two grown men go on just go on just shut up and flip that burger. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's I think that's like the second or third episode where they go into like establishing a hierarchy and everything. Mm. But uh, it's really good. That's good. Must that makes me. I can lead on to. I actually watched uh, the menu the other night. Good. I actually was going to watch it last night too. I ended up watching something else. But yeah, I heard that's class as well. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Ralph Fiennes, yourself, he's just a fucking class actor. He just does it like. It it kind of wasn't like what I expected in a way. Like it's like. You know, it is like sort of a horror movie kind of thing, but it's not really, yeah. like, it's not like gory or it's not like a slasher fest. It's just kind of more interesting. Like, but some of the stuff in it is like fucking like, uh, like he invites like a really famous reviewer there and one of the emulsions is split or something. One of free hands, I like the amuse bouche and fucking 
<laughs> like, like some of it to me, it definitely had a bit of like humor elements as well. It's like he like destroyed. He only does it like another two times, but he hands her a big massive bowl of emulsion that's split as well. And he's like, "Here's your split emulsion." He overhears what she says. Like it's like this fucking amazing like emulsion thing, but it's just so funny because it's just a massive bowl. And it's like, God, even he just loved it. Like from working in the kitchen, it's like sometimes he just loved to do that to some content, just complaining <laughs> about like everything and just like it's it's interesting. Like it, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Like, yeah, and I heard it's very good. I kind of like, I'd heard it was like kind of mad or whatever. And then I watched uh, Reddit or media doing their catch up and they were talking about it. It was interesting because they, um, there's a lot of like movies and shows that uh, they were talking about seem to have very similar kind of um, themes this year. Because mm. they were comparing that to like the new Knives Out. That's did you new. watch that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that as well. We watched it on um, Christmas Day after after dinner. I just sat around and watched it. It was, it was like perfect Christmas Day, just like a fun movie to watch. It was I think great. ours was like New Year's Eve, kind yeah. of very similar, kind of like yeah. vibe, having a few drinks, just watching Yeah, it, it was great. Um, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. There's another one I heard that's really good they talked about as well called Triangle of Sadness. Um, that one, from what I understand, it's about like a cruise ship and it's like all like really wealthy people but then it like there's something happens and they end up like getting shipwrecked then and it's all about like it's like a i think it mainly revolves around like a shift in like the hierarchy where one of the like cleaners on the ship she has all the skills to like help them survive and then and it goes into like power dynamics and all that there kind of thing. Kind of changes the hierarchy. These were millionaires yeah. or something, and it's like oh, it's like I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like the service staff, or then like the ones yeah. that are actually going to save them. Yeah. Um. Everyone, then, everyone loves seeing billionaires die or just be taken out <laughs> yeah. of bag. Like just absolutely everyone. Like. And then White Lotus was the other one that they compared it to. I've heard an awful lot of White Lotus. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. It is quite good. I think I probably talked about the first season on I here before. I think you did. Yeah, I think I was yeah. going to watch it, but then I never. Well, uh, I just finished the second season there recently enough, and it's really, really good. Mm. It's probably better, I think, than the first season even. Mm. Like, the first season I really enjoyed, but this one was, yeah, I don't know. It's just something about it as we step up. And it wasn't even supposed to be a second season. It was, like, it was something that got, like, uh, greenlit during COVID because it was, like, something with, like, a relatively small, like, ensemble cat like cast that they could like make they could contain it kind of together COVID. yeah and then uh, it was so popular that they were like okay do another one and it's like an anthology so the, they're not related at all oh, apart right. from uh, there is one character or two characters i suppose that are continue over jennifer coolidge's character and then like the guy that she meets in the first season uh but the white lotus is the name of the like resort or, re- or like hotel Oh, right, okay, so, like so it's, it's a, people that are staying at the White yeah, Lotus. Yeah, so the White Lotus is, uh, was the resort in Hawaii, and then this one's in Italy, and it's the name of the hotel, and it's like, oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, they're going, it's different things. Like, the first one is very much about colonialism. This one is more about, like, uh, I guess, like, um, it's all about, like, sort of um, relationships and, like, uh infidelity and like uh sex and like like a couple of main characters are like two prostitutes and then there's like uh one of the guys is like uh he's like a, a, a sex addict who's there with his father and his son and they're like 
have different like um they're there because they're from they've like italian heritage and they're going to like try and find their like family if they have any and it's like their different like views on um relationships and women and how it's like you can see that like even though the the son is the most sort of woke or whatever but he also doesn't have like a completely healthy like view of things and you can see how that's related to his dad but then his dad's related to his dad yeah, and it's, like, it's kind of generational yeah. it kind of goes down yeah. so it's all it's like approaching all of that in loads of different angles and it's really well done hmm. um but yeah they're all kind of all those things are going to be like uh, about like class and stuff like the menu i think is about Mm. It's very like upper class, like kind of thing, isn't it? From what yeah, I understand, yeah, kind of it is. Yeah, and it's like it's kind of interesting in that kind of a way, and it kind of see that kind of way, but also just I would say there was an awful lot of that to it. And as you're saying, the same kind of veins, glass onion, and kind of yeah. stuff like that there. And I thought glass onion was fantastic for just Edward Norton as Elon Musk, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like it's just fucking that part in the movie where what do you call him, Christ, what do you call him, Benoit Blanc, and he's like. I don't can't do dumb puzzles. No way, it all comes together at the end. I fucking like. Yeah, he's just like you fucking idiot. Yeah, and then he's like, you know, but you know, even the part, and he's like, you know, you invited them all here to an island, and the lights are gonna, and the lights are out, and it's perfect time to kill. And he's like, and I gave you that idea. <laughs> like, you know, he's like, you didn't come up with a single original idea. Yeah, this entire yeah, yeah. thing is like, but yeah, the menu would be kind of about that there, kind of too, yeah. and just it has all that kind of very, I suppose, like just because of the news and because of the way everything was, just very like anti-billionaire kind of year. Yeah. I'd say most likely to get more profits. Except Elon Musk, first person in history to lose 200 billion. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> it's not that funny. It's kind of sad. Well, no, it's a, it's a tough, I'm pretty sure it's of his own wealth. And it's like Tesla stock and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I mean, it's sad that he can like lose 2 billion. No, 200 billion. Two, two. I know what you mean. And still be a billionaire. I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of sad. But no, it's just to hope that he keeps going. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the Red Letter Media ones pointed out too when they were talking about Glass Onion. They were saying that like this was all written before it turned out that Elon Musk was a massive idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but and, but the whole conceit in the movie is that Elon Musk, Musk is, is standing characters and idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now we all know that that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a, I know what you mean. It was made and filmed and edited yeah. and probably finished before any of this stuff came out. And then it's like, it came out at like the perfect time to just kind of emphasize the fact. That, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I love when there was somebody like in, in uh, Twitter in Ireland, like, and she was like the second highest up person of, of like the corporation of Twitter in Ireland. And she was like an interview or something. It was so funny. Like the day that she got fired, she went into the office on, on Twitter on that Monday and she was like, I'm not fired. She was like, you can't do that here. Like, it's oh, just yeah. straight up like that's completely illegal. Like you tried to fire a bunch of people as if it's like, you know, America where they're able to do that. And she yeah. was like, that's just literally not possible here. And it's yeah. like, it's like. There was something on the radio this morning, I think about that, where like, because um, I think Google are threatening layoffs and like, the Irish government was like, you need to like let us know, like you have to give notice if you're going to do this and all. Yeah, it's they're it's like an- making sure that that didn't happen again. It's like that's not how we do things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it does happen, you do realize you have to give the money and you yeah. have to do this. And also, like depending on your years of service, like it can be an awful lot and stuff mm. like that. There, it's just very funny though because it's like he didn't do any research. He was completely out of touch. He thought he could just yeah, use his power and do whatever he wants. And yeah. it's like, nope, <laughs> 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 not not even close. And then, like, I was reading a story, I thought it was interesting, there was a guy, like, GDPR is fucking 
great in Europe, like our privacy and stuff. Like yeah. it's probably the most it's the most tight in the world, and there's so many regulations for if you use someone's um, information from Europe and you're a company outside of Europe. Like there's so lot of many regulations you have to follow. But some Dutch guy, he fucking was like he was his manager when he was working from home was like turn your turn your camera on he's like no turn your camera on he's like he made him turn his camera on and so that guy was like turn it on he was like right grand went after the meeting he got 80 grand because that completely broke gdpr the guy in america was like turn mm. on your camera turn on your camera got pierced taken to the manager and he was like no i don't want to because it's his house and he's working from home completely all illegally above legal above board and it's like that is hilarious yeah like just that's fucking being out of touch. It's like you know you don't you don't legally have to make me do this because you come up from a backward country. With <laughs> In a lot of ways, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, funny how like uh, Americans are gonna like they'll be like oh yeah our rights and freedoms and everything and we're just like no nah, I think we've got <laughs> we've got more. better systems for like protecting us than than they do but it's like greatest country on earth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you're rich, I suppose every country yeah. is a, every country is the greatest country. Well, that's, rich, like. that's the whole point of the American dream. Every, even people who aren't rich see themselves as potentially being. That's rich. what I was saying before we started recording. Is like temporarily embarrassed millionaires. That's apparently like sixty to seventy percent of. Oh, is that what you meant by that? Yeah, that's what. But that's the, the apparently the official term of them, or that's what they. It's a term that's become more popular to call themselves. Okay, and that's why sixty to seventy percent of say like working class Americans don't want a wealth tax. Because whenever they make it rich, they don't want to get taxed on that. Which to me also is like, if I, if for some reason I won a lotto or like got millions from some random investment, even though I don't have a single investment, like completely hypothetically, I would still be okay with paying my share. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I've made it this far. So therefore now I'm going to do my best to take it for everybody. It's like, no, like if, like, especially if you ended up content and you were able to have like a house yeah. or something made off, like happily pay my share, like. It just doesn't, it don't, I don't see the logic, you know, that kind of a way, yeah. you know. But yeah, it, that's the term, apparently, temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Okay. Because then. I the, like that, yeah. Yeah, I know, because it's, <laughs> kind of, I don't know, this thing's very funny, like. <laughs> that's like, that's what we are with this podcast, like. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're temporarily embarrassed millionaires. All right, yeah, we're going to come in a big windfall. Mm. We're just going to make that one episode, man. Enough fart jokes, we'll get a good audience, like. Yeah. Brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> yeah, just fill it with ads like yeah, so yeah maybe we should just start recording ads and then just start sending out invoices and be like <laughs> we've been running your ad for like a year yeah. <laughs> you owe us loads of money we want funny to do that though be like fucking the podcast is like five hours long and it's one hour conversation and just at the end just four hours straight of ads yeah <laughs> Well, it's funny. Oh, that's another amazing thing. I don't, well, before we get, I don't want this podcast to be too much of just like the best things we watched because like I was saying, um, we've already, we have an episode of like us catching up and stuff that still isn't out yet. So, well, we'll do it a bit now and then we'll get into something else. I think maybe is the best way to do it. Seems we're already in the middle of Mm. chatting about good stuff we watched, but I watched that, um, This Place Rules, Andrew Callahan's, um, documentary the guy that does like all gas no or he did all gas no breaks now does oh channel five. <laughs> all yeah. i know is all gas no breaks and that's yeah. one of the funniest things i've ever seen <laughs> i know there's some like um scandal out there's like uh, abuse or some kind of allegations against him yeah God after it. it came out i know so acknowledged in that but still it's uh the documentary is amazing it's like i've watched it actually watched it twice now 
Before I heard about the allegations. <laughs> yeah, 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 it makes it a bit better. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like hear about it. I'm like, I'm going to watch that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, because I watched it and then I was over with Ryan and I was like, man, you need to see this. And he was like, all right, okay. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it with you. I just need to like chat about it. But I, it's mental. Like, it's just all about the um, events leading up to the um, the Capitol riots. Oh, right, yeah, the, the, the January 6th. January yeah. 6th last yeah. year, yeah. And, yeah, he's, like, going into... Why did I start talking about this? Stuff that we were talking about over the past year. Yeah, I don't know. There was something you said that brought me on this, but hopefully it'll come back to me. And I'll bring it back around. I'll just keep chatting for now. Yeah, um, yeah and it, like, goes into, like, all the stuff after, like, the... It's, like... It's like all QAnon stuff and like the election being stolen and like Antifa and all this here. Um, But yeah, it's class. It's like all about basically about like echo chambers and like how he he like kind of wreck like are like um, all the kind of like the even like the CNN like all the news cycles were like pushing these like like the fear and all of this year and everything. Uh, it's, I don't even know how to sum it up, but it's amazing. It's like, it starts off like, and you're like, oh, this is hilarious. And then you're like, oh, this is kind of scary. And then you're like, oh, this is kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, it's like all makes it one. Well, what that kind of reminds me of, did you see, was it like a week or two ago? Was it, did you see that their whole thing? There was like a plot, like kidnap, I think Ted Cruz, he's the Texan governor. And it was like on 4chan, it was started and 14 people were involved, but only two were arrested because 12 of the people in the chat were FBI guys that were <laughs> sent in to like find people that might do extreme stuff on 4chan. Right. It's like, hi, the fuck are 12 people out of the 14 involved in the plot to kidnap the governor FBI guys but they weren't actually planning to yeah. do the plot their whole point was to find the people who are trying to do the plot but then they're, but they're well, also a, feeding into it as well you're well, like yeah, that's, that's the, the thing. plot like, of that um, what's his name the guy did Brass Eye Brass Eye the he's in the first season of the IT crowd <laughs> Keith Morris no is that his name? Is that the original boss? Yeah. Yeah. It might be. I can't Is remember. that his name? I don't know if that's right. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> note to the <laughs> editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put that in afterwards. <laughs> oh, wait. I can just pause and look it up. There you go. And we're back. So we just checked it out. And the lead singer of Circle Jerks is... Uh, <laughs> is Keith Morris. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking of Chris Morris. I knew when I said it, I was like, that's a singer. That's not the right guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah... Uh, Chris Morris had a movie a couple of years ago called The Day Shall Come. Was that what it's called? Yeah. And it's basically, it's a similar plot to what you're talking about. It's like this guy's <laughs> a preacher and the FBI or CIA, that must be FBI, try to like, uh, like they like purposely try to make him go radical and like come up with a terrorist plot. And it's like, but yeah, that's a thing that like happens. Yeah, where there's a I can't really I remember like Chris Morris chatting about it in a podcast and it was really interesting. It was when he was on Adam Buxton's actually. I think there was a two parter. It was really really interesting. And he's like going in. He was like he met with people and all and was going into all this uh, stuff behind it. Yeah, it was really cool. It's mad. Yeah, so it's just basically radicalizing people. So then yeah, it's and they like offer them money to do it or something. I think and then that's insane. Did they not just give them the catcher in the rye? I think it's. <laughs> used to work back in the day like 
Yeah, but I always think it's mad, like, thinking back in the day and, like, stuff like that is, like, I may have talked about it on the podcast before, too, like, all about MK Ultra. And one of the things I find most insane about MK Ultra is all of the stuff that they released, or that was found out, was decided to be released because the guy that was in charge of MK Ultra, he knew that they were going to get raided and get found out. And there were so many documents, he knew that they would not be able to get rid of them all in time. So he chose the stuff that he thought was least bad, and the stuff that came out in MK Ultra, I don't know if you know any of it. Uh, was it that's where the what Uni- was MK Ultra again? Was that's that, like where they that, used like acid and like yeah. tried to like mind control people, and that's where the Unabomber yeah. and all came from. Yeah, they like, um, yeah, basically gave acid to like unsuspecting. Yeah, but like really, really civilians. incredibly strong doses yeah. before was a thing, and also like other different chemicals the, and drugs. Was that tied to Charles Manson or was that? separate i don't like to know about that possibly could have been but um the thing is like the stuff that was released like some of them was like fucking like this would be like doses of acid that is like you know gonna kill you or drive you mental and they would yeah. be like inviting people to parties and then spike random people without telling them people not knowing that this thing exists it's like so you're sitting there and you start losing your mind and the yeah. walls start moving and they would just do it and then there was also stuff that they released of like uh like it's like, you know, this is like the 60s and stuff, probably still quite conservative, and they would have gotten... So people that were working in MK Ultra didn't realise that an awful lot of them were also the subjects of MK Ultra, so the people involved in it too. And there was stuff like... <laughs> stuff like organising their parties, uh, and like, say it was a party of a bunch of married people, and then like absolutely spiking all of them, and apparently like an awful lot of them started having orgies, and then like a lot of cheating going on, and then stuff like... Like if it was a room full of men, maybe like an awful lot of them had been gay orgies, and if it was a room full of women, it had been gay orgies with them, and all this mad stuff, and then trying to make people kill each other and all this your stuff and yeah. all that there and it's all fucking messed up <laughs> and it's like that's what he chose to release so what the fuck did he <laughs> did he burn the documents off yeah. like, like all the stuff that came out and that's but that's where the unibomber and all came from and apparently his i didn't f- know that that was tied to the unibomber that's interesting yeah he was a subject of mk ultra yeah. and like he was incredibly intelligent and then he um Apparently his manifesto was supposed to make an awful lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely on a watch list I now. I remember Rob talking a lot about it. Yeah. Got a bit obsessed with the Unabomber for a while. Well, the thing is, it's like, apparently it's like, a lot of people like, have seen it before. It's like, what it is, is like, his ideas are great, but his methods are a bit questionable. Yeah. It's like, fucking... And he also wrote something that only, like, fucking 10 people in the world apparently can understand. But he but he was, like, he was an absolutely next-level genius. Is he still... I think he died. Did he not? He died I, think he, I think he is. He's dead, yeah. I don't know how we got onto this, but it's all, all like 4chan and echo chambers and stuff. That's like the original one. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Because even back then at the time, like they they got millions at the time to do Memcultural. Like they got like tens to hundreds of millions. And like at the time, like that is like this is like 50s, yeah. 60s, like probably, probably 60s, 70s, I'd say even. And like. That's so much money for, for back then. Like, that's for billions. Like, you know, yeah. even now they probably wouldn't have, well, they know of, like, projects that are funded that much, like. Yeah. Yeah, no, the documentary is really interesting. And, like, especially, like, w- like watching it from, from the point of view of, like, not being from America. I think it's probably a different experience because it's just like, all oh, right, that's how crazy it was. I'll give you what you mean. I suppose all we seen was him storm the Capitol. Yeah. Well, and not that all, but, you know, we seen the main event. We didn't see, yeah. like, the fucking road to, like. Yeah, he, he like, w- like, we don't really, and that's kind of what he sets up at the start. He's like, 
he's like a lot of people probably have forgotten by now what it felt like at the time but it felt insane and he like really like puts that feeling forward because he like if you've seen any of his clips it's like it basically is just like the the, the youtube channel mm. but like clips like that with him like talking in between and kind of like a, a time frame and a uh a, a countdown to this event like mm. so you get a feel of like uh, what everyone was feeling at any moment in time, both sides and everything, it does a good a good job of like representing both sides too. Is it is it is it, is it does it do a good job? Doesn't then of just like trying to be objective, essentially, just trying to like show it, show it what it, show what it was, like yeah. not trying like not, yeah, like not just yeah, do like, journalism, essentially. yeah, and like the enemy, like there, if there is a bad guy, it's not like the it's not either side of the political spectrum. It is the news media for causing so much fear and like for stoking the fear and just the yeah. public so that they yeah and like both sides of that election like thought that they were saving their country they thought the future of their country was on a line and mm. what either way they voted was like it was coming down to that it was that serious yeah it was that it was that important of yeah. the election they were fighting for which you can understand it was such a fucking like going up to it and it's just like such a like I don't know even how to describe it like the arguments and like Trump and then like you know like some of their like debates like and it was like he was making fun of his son and like you know it's just so weird yeah. like whenever you watch it and you're like this is like a, there's like, some hilarious signs they have too like the uh, BLM Biden loves minors <laughs> or Biden's laptop matters and all this here it's like fucking but that's like even by it wasn't as serious almost but you're back whenever Barack Obama was running and it was like where's his birth cert where's his birth cert and all this shit and you're like Jesus Christ like it's like fucking do you really think he made it this far do you really think he's going there and it's like yeah. going to turn out well, that, that he's yeah well oh that's why that's why we got onto that you were talking you said something about um Adverts. <laughs> I don't know. This is why this popped into my head, anyways, because there's a uh, he talks about Alex Jones in that documentary and saying if you ever watch like a full thing of Infowars, it's like twenty minutes of like content and then like forty minutes of just uh, Alex Jones trying to sell you like supplements and stuff. <laughs> right, I didn't know <laughs> what, that. What were, you ta- what, what were you talking about? Advertising? There's something you said that made, popped that into my head. Anyway, was talking about advertising. Was I not talking about the plot? The, the ends of like 12 FBI guys were like involved in a 14 person plot to like get the Texan governor. No, this is a while ago now. <laughs> Adverts. I don't know. There's don't something know. you said that made me think this anyway. Right. Well, I'm glad I found my train of thought now. We just need to find yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't know. Um, on, but but yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, whenever the Obama birth certificate uh, thing was happening, there wasn't the. Uh, most powerful man in the world egging this on. <laughs> yeah that's what i mean it was like it was like way less extreme but like that seems so ridiculous at the time yeah but now like after like you know gender six it's like that doesn't seem as ridiculous anymore yeah. you know what i mean but at the time it was probably the most ridiculous thing and do you remember I'll, like during trump's presidency saying people started getting nostalgic for w bush yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like remember that so those simpler times when W was in charge and they were like, was like that's thought, how bad it got Trump was like bring W back <laughs> I thought it was funny do you remember like Barack Obama's opposition was John McCain I think and like he, yeah. he was Republican but he like he was really like uh, he was really respectful and stuff of Barack Obama like he like their thing wasn't really as like bitter or like that, that kind of stuff but like there's, there's a clip that was going around and I did, probably didn't see it at the time because I'd been so young and like he's in like you know John McCain's in a 
room like a doing a speech with everybody he's like he's actually walking around and he's talking to people with a mic and stuff and he's like <laughs> the reason i say he's respectful is because of this response he's like a woman is like has a question or something and he's like yeah sure you can have the mic <laughs> he gives it to the woman she goes i think barack obama's a muslim and a terrorist and he's like okay and he takes it back and he goes no he's an american and he is my opposition and we just differ on certain points of view yeah. like he's very respectful but i was just like jesus christ like she went straight into that like just immediately and it's like none of that is true yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny i was listening to uh tim dylan um and joe rogan chatting today actually and uh joe rogan was talking about being at like some thing and this woman came up to him and was like he's like oh i love i'm she's like kind of middle-aged woman and like her two daughters are there and she was like it's like oh i love you it's like you're talking about the truth and everything this year and he's like yeah okay okay and and donald trump's our true president and he was like he's not (laughs) and then she was like oh they got to you (laughs) and apparently her two daughters are just like they're rolling her eyes like oh god not again like (laughs) i don't know if it was his joke or if he was quoting somebody he's like He's like, a Fox News dad is great. That's what you want. But a Fox News mom is is bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. There's... Well, yeah. Uh, well, unless you... No, I feel like it's something to say, but the last one should have thought there again. No. Something along the same lines of, like, Mag and all that there kind of stuff. Oh yeah, did you see that guy? Uh, is it the guy Dos Santos or something? This guy going up for presidency. Was it Dos Santos? Or not? Well, maybe it wasn't Dos Santos, but the guy in that America. Sense for me, I don't know. He completely lied about his entire background, and he got elected <laughs> to the Senate. Like he lied, as in like he lied about his education, and he lied about his like birthplace. He told everyone he was Jewish, and that like his like I think his grandparents were in Holocaust. He's Catholic. <laughs> like his entire like his entire story, his entire life was completely made up. And he got elected, and then obviously people looked into him because he got like elected. And then he's refusing to resign. And he's refusing to admit that he lied. And it's like, but you you did lie. All of this proof has come out. And he's just like, no, no, no. I am what I say. I'm. It's like here's definite proof that you did not. He was like, <laughs> you weren't born here. You weren't a part of this. You weren't a part of that. And he's like, nope, I was. <laughs> just like. Whoa. What oh, the dear. Hell? <laughs> this is madness. Probably just watching Trump lying is like, I can lie too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all it is, just yeah. keep lying. But, um, yeah, I, I watched another movie then, like, I think it was like the next day after that that someone recommended to me. And it was weird because there's a lot of, like, similar, like, thematically similar things in it. It was uh, called Vengeance. Uh, BJ Novak written directed it I think it's like his writing and directing debut I actually I wasn't meant to go see that in cinema but it actually wasn't out I think for a long time but that's pretty good that's actually one of the reasons I want to watch it isn't he a podcaster yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it looks because I've seen like, the ads and it looked quite interesting it looked quite yeah, funny as well yeah it's really well done yeah um, yeah and it's like he works for what should I don't think they really say they, they say he works for like the biggest um, um, podcast in America or whatever but he's just like a producer, I think. And at the start, he's like, he start, it's, he's hanging out with John Mayer at the start. And they're just like at a party. And it's just like him and John Mayer just like talking about like girls and stuff. And then, uh, what's her name? Issa Rae, is it? She's like the host of the of the um, podcast. And it's like, he's like, he has this idea. And he's like saying it to her. He's like, that's a podcast. And she's like, no, nah, that's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the plot is that like this girl that he was seeing uh, dies and her brother that like, calls him up and 
he's trying to be like, it's like, no, I didn't really know her that well, like, you know. And then he, eventually, he ends up anyway agreeing to like go out, and it's like it turns out he has to go to Texas mm. to the funeral and everything. And then his brother is like convinced that she was murdered. Um, yeah, she died from a drug overdose or something. I think it was. Mm. Um, but he's like, oh, she, he, she was murdered, and he's like, and like, B.J. Novak's character is like, what? And then eventually he like kind of agrees to like, or he he comes up with this idea for the podcast based around the story. And it's like about like the, the myth, it's like the American myth of the conspiracy. It's like, he would rather, uh, believe that, um, there's a conspiracy that killed his, uh, sisters and actually admit that like, there's a problem or whatever. So it's like, after watching the, that documentary, it's like, oh, this is a whole kind of like with QAnon and everything. Oh, this is like all the same kind of, this is a story based on this exact same kind of like feeling. And it's like, it does a really, it, the movie captures the current feeling very well, I thought, like, mm. and the way they do the podcast is so well done. If you've ever listened to, like, Serial or, like, any, like, modern, like, America high production podcast, they capture that so well as well. Just, like, little, um, like, there's, they'll do, like, little mashup, like, or, like, montage is a better word, mm. that they'll do, like, the start of, a like, an episode of a podcast, you know, like, recap and things and, like, yeah. wee bits of voiceover and everything and, like, the music. And it's, like, all of that is so perfectly on point. Um, yeah, it's great. And Ashton Kutcher is amazing, doesn't it? I didn't even know he was <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't have a massive role, like, but, um, yeah, he's he's almost like a, a southern Rick Rubin uh, <laughs> like he's he's like this like weirdly like um philosophical like uh like record producer <laughs> at his class and he's like really he has all these like amazing insights and everything he's amazing he's great in it like really like unexpectedly mm. doesn't not playing this normal kind of character at all yeah yeah not, but yeah not playing it well that's Kutcher like I fucking love the movie The Butterfly Effect but then he was just in rom coms for years yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, but that's one I say I forgot about it because I was meant to watch that because it looked really interesting to me. I really like BJ Novak as well. Like, yeah, mm. he's one of those annoying people who's too talented. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, very good. But so anyway, you were saying about the podcast. I was like, so it would remind you of our production quality. Yes. Yeah, and I was just thinking like, yeah, yeah. I could really see myself as a main character. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> he'll he'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that's the type of like like that's the type of quality we like you should Don't be get paying that for. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the type of quality you should be paying for. Like, how far in we here? Oh, you can check the time and all too. Yeah, it's oh, great. Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. have to set a timer on my phone. It says right there. How far are we in it? We're about forty-five minutes in. It's pretty good. It's about a third of the way there, maybe like a quarter. Yeah. Uh, fifth. <laughs> um, yeah, don't the other thing I had is you said about that man having accusations. It came out that fucking all the accusations about Justin Roiland there. Yeah, that was like at the same, like, I think they were like a day apart or something. Yeah, but it's gotten worse now, did you see? Oh, really? Yeah, like, so it was domestic violence thing, which apparently he was going to fight. And it was like, okay, so there's nothing proven yet. And then text released of him texting underage girls and stuff. And you're what? like, yeah, yeah, this only came oh, out I recently. Didn't hear like, that part. In fact, actually, I was able to read a couple of the texts and I was like, 
oh my god kind of like but they're also not that bad i think one of them is kind of racist in it and it's just very cringy as well it's like, like but is, it's like it's like it's like so he was racist to a minor yeah <laughs> while, trying, while trying to groom them it's just like oh man i don't know like it's just like i don't know but you're doing you're, you're just kind of like i thought he was just a fucking nerd or something like you know yeah. i would have been happier with him being like fucking you know it's like i don't really give a lot of shit about a lot of actors or anything like there but yeah. it's like you quite like quite like dan Harmon as a writer as well too yeah. and i'm like well that's another show of his gone because i wouldn't really support it after that but i was like god damn it hey you can like fucking why is everyone in hollywood a pedophile like <laughs> well it's like it kind of goes back to what you were saying it's like oh well if i had all that money i'd pay my wouldn't mind paying my ways like it's hard to know because like when you have that much like money and power like I don't know. It I does. was talking about this some before, and they said they reckon I'm more pedophiles because if you run out of things to do, that you're gonna end up like just you know you take all the drugs, normally do all this your stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I still don't like get to touch kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't. I don't think I would either. <laughs> like, but <laughs> you know, I, was like, I, I think there's something whenever you have so much success and power that like you just think you can do anything, mm. and it it's like, I, I guess it, I guess it already has to be a fantasy. I don't think anyone would just be like. Well, I've accomplished my hopes and dreams. <laughs> I have to talk to children. Yeah, exactly. It's like, do what I There must be something there previous, yeah, obviously. But yeah, it must like... It'd be interesting, actually. Is there like research into that? Like, Why is there a correlation between power and... Mm. Or is it like, I don't know, I suppose, or is it that it's just a lot more publicized if they're famous? You never know how much it's actually... I suppose only not a population. Yeah, but I don't know. But it kind of seems but that way. Isn't that, isn't that part of that dynamic too? It's like, uh, it's not even to do with the like sexual attraction. It's like I'm. It's the it isn't yeah that's supposed to be isn't it? It's like the power and the control yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but it's just like so. It's like it's almost like if you uh, attain power, you want to use it or something. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There definitely should be more research into, like, I, it's funny, I was thinking about the, something like this recently. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like our human brains have, like, evolved too fast. <laughs> it's like, we, ha- we haven't been able to catch up. We don't know what's natural or something. It's mm. like, what we've, like, done as humans like we've invented so, so many of these problems that we have it's like it's going to take like so many more years for us to actually like catch up with what is the normal behavior for us or something i know i, don't know. I, I think we'll all just turn out like wally to be honest <laughs> just but i was just thinking of like human problems compared to animal problems are like so vastly different and it's just like we've got this brain that we don't know what to do with properly and it's like we keep like i don't know do you know what i mean it's like kind of yeah because like you know animal problems are just purely survival but then yeah. like you know and our problems they're like would have been purely survival and then it would have just been like simply eating and having a house but, but now we, it's we like think, fucking... it's like we think we just want to be happy but we don't even know how to we don't even know what that means hmm. we don't know what we want <laughs> It's like you think you want money, and then like you, uh, uh, yeah. It's like it should be simple, but it's it's, it's really, not. <laughs> it's really, really not. Yeah, I know. But it's also because like it's so many things of uh, the way life has changed an awful lot. Like because I've like um, I was reading something about like apparently a big like w- like because of the way the world has changed now, and obviously like you know it used to be like you know 
woman stays at home, man goes out to work, you know, raise, woman raises the children, man pays the bills, kind of mm-hmm. shit. And that there's kind of changed. Apparently that's caused it like, um, for men more than women, because women now have a different place in society, which obviously they should have anyway. But what I mean, it's like apparently a lot of a lot of young men apparently are struggling with the, their identity of where they're supposed to fit in in society, because it used to be you're a primary caregiver and then they're the... the like you're the primary, they're the breadwinner, sorry, and then the wife was the was the caregiver essentially and stuff like that, and that has completely changed. And that's but that's changed quite rapidly in even like twenty years. Even in Ireland, I was thinking about the other day. Like if you think about it, like the year I was born, homosexuality was decriminalized. Yeah, and so less than thirty years later, like twenty five, twenty six years hasn't later, hasn't been as fun since. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was that was a crime. It made it like a lot sexier. <laughs> But I mean, it's like fucking gay marriage like life. So the world has changed quite yeah. a lot. Like I know, like probably, I'm sure the same thing could be said from the 60s to the 90s or something like that. There, but it just seems to be changing because we came around like 10 years old whenever the internet got popular. It seems like it changed a lot faster because the world got an awful lot smaller whenever you could literally see all of it <laughs> all yeah. the time. Like, and now we have like AIs that can like write books and stuff, yeah. and it's fucking weird. That's that's a good segue actually because um, I know we've talked about this this confidence podcast yeah yeah but that's the kind of thing that i want to discuss in that it's like this uncertainty that mm-hmm. i think like because even watching that um this place rules um documentary it's like a lot of that a lot of that fear and that and that like violence has all come from a place of insecurity and people not knowing where they stand and stuff mm. so and um, yeah I'm, we're finally talking about because i listened to one of the ones that were editing and it's like you at the end of one of the episodes are like the next one's gonna be the confidence one and i'm like i don't think it is gonna be the confidence <laughs> one and then we did like a we did like a second take where we don't mention it yeah. <laughs> but i just let, end up leaving two takes in because it's funny but yeah so i'm talking about it now to force us to do that one because i do think it's really worth doing yeah i think it'd be interesting and just but yeah i want to, like just as a little like uh we'll discuss kind of now what what i think we should go on to because mm. we can think about it afterwards yes yeah, but yeah so. that kind of thing i i'd I, the way I see it is like looking at the big view like that, all that sort of uncertainty and like, and like the the reasons people really double down into those like political sides as well is like because people I think get so, they don't know where they stand. So they have to like pick a side to like, to have something like more tangible to latch on to and like, and be like, oh, these are my people. Yeah, to have a reason. Isn't that there, I think you told me before when we watched it, like the Flat Earth documentary, isn't that kind of why a lot of them, it seemed like, as you're saying, they find well, that people, kinda, they find a community sort of. That, yeah, that's kind of my own sort of theory about like why conspiracy theories are so popular. Again, like QAnon, it's people be like, they get to feel like a specialist in a community because they're like, oh, they, they we've worked it out and it's like, and also, I think it's a part of that because it makes the world make a lot more sense. Whereas you're saying, if you're so scared yeah. of uncertainty, it's yeah. way easier to have a story that makes sense. And it's way easier to have an enemy as well than it is for it to just be like wrong or the world's shit and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's, it's makes more like narrative sense for the world to be bad on purpose. Yeah. Rather than we just accidentally made it that way. <laughs> it's like, whoops. <laughs> it's like, it's more rewarding to believe that there's, there's lizard people that 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 did this to us or something. Well, under not lizards, but like, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> they're like not lizards; they're just normal people, but they still did it to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's coming up hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. 
Some. So yeah, I think we'll 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 try and go from like the big, I think, down to the small. What the the individual and yeah, because mm. it's just one of those things that like like I said, like watching that documentary, it's like this is part of it. I feel like there's like I feel like it's a thing no one's talking about, and I just see it everywhere as being like this problem for mm. everything. But yeah, so that's coming up next, and I actually was thinking as well, we need to we'll go up we'll. we'll We'll go on to like the podcast. I think talk about the podcast. Get let's get meta. Now again, <laughs> self-referential. Yeah. Um, because I was thinking too, like when I was editing like those podcasts, the ones that we, the ones that we do about things, generally are better. I think. Oh, it makes sense because we have a direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the one, the one I was saying that we did after the Queen is like at the start. I was like when we started chatting, I was like this is. This isn't anything, but then as we got on, I was like, I was like, oh, this is actually a good crack. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. But then even listening to the Halloween one, I was like, oh, this is so much more focused and like, mm, yeah, I get what you mean. There's points and like things we're probably thinking about, but it probably makes sense. Yeah, so I think we should try and do more of them this so coming we, year. We'll just start keep picking abstract concepts, yeah. like uh, confidence. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, if any, we'll take any listener suggestions. Yeah, and call in. Yeah. Even though these are pre-recorded, call in, and then we'll <laughs> we'll put the call and listen to it on air, and then on every, and then talk to you as if you can. Respond. If you if you look at your show notes on every episode, there's a link to send a voicemail. Because <laughs> yeah. that's really that's your New Year's resolution. Everyone listens to your resolution to send one voicemail. So so even for, just say hello. Yeah, just just, yeah, just yeah. be like, "What's up?" Okay, just get your voice in the pod. Just be like, "What's up?" I hate this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We'll I just hate pick this. a theme and stick I to it. I don't know what's worse, the sound of your voice or the things you talk about. <laughs> God, that hits only. <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, we had a suggestion to do the gaslighting, uh, an episode on the movie. Oh yeah, it's a movie, I think it's called Gaslighter and that's where the term comes from. It's from like the 40s or 50s. It was actually from Michelle and I thought it was a class idea. But yeah. that's, because the entire thing is I think about a guy just gaslighting a girl to the point where I think she kills herself. It's yeah. like a husband and wife. I was like, that's really interesting of like, I'd say the, the, the movie, I'd say it must be worth a watch, but for that there, where the term came from, I thought that was very interesting. Like, plus yeah. it might give you some tips, like. <laughs> for yeah, gas- it's like, I really don't understand gaslighting. I keep fucking it up. <laughs> I keep doing it wrong. <laughs> like, I'm just not smart enough to do it, so I need to practice. <laughs> um but yeah i realized actually on the way here today that we need to do the we need to record a slapping times episode pretty soon oh that's right that's coming up too that'll be good oh definitely we haven't watched moving targets yet haven't we not that's the irish one where like the ira plant like a bomb and like four cans of beamish or something and like the guy picks it up at the wrong <laughs> no, right yeah. <laughs> I mean and then oh, then the guy that picks it up I think he's a martial arts master or something but like you know I think like it was apparently it was shot in Katamara a lot of it and we, we could do that as a completely separate episode we could do a double feature of that and uh, what was what's the other one called again oh lethal deviation yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we could do that can be its own <laughs> That can be like, oh, that'll be the Paddy's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Paddy's Day episode where we watch the two greatest Irish movies <laughs> of all time. I actually find it funny is there was, there was a Reddit, Ireland thread. I'm going to write that down. There was a Reddit, Ireland thread the other day about, um, I think it was something about like indie Irish movies or Irish movies or something like that. And the top comment was like, like well, for like what ones you, should you watch? And the top comment was Lethal Deviation. And I was like, oh, class. <laughs> it's like there's people with good taste out there. 
really know what they're talking about yeah <laughs> man of culture like yeah so there there we go that's another, that's another episode few, there's another few episodes uh, of i i have to if you want to give me a third suggestion i have two for slapping times day this year no no go for it one oh, i can't remember the name of it it's is it something city it's a jackie chan one and it's one where they do that they do like a street fighter bit in the middle of it <laughs> you might have seen like a clip where jackie chan's dressed up as uh Kung Lee or what do you, that Street Fighter doll does the kicks? I just I, did a I, kick for those listeners. I, I don't know Street Fighter at all, so I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I seen a clip of it and I was like, this looks ridiculous. So, so let's watch that it. one. Yeah. Um, something, Cities in the name, I can't remember. No, I think I have it on my computer anyway, ready to go. And the other one was, um, it was one that the Red Letter Media guys did on like a best of the worst. Uh, it's called Stone Cold. Mm. And it's just like this mad looking action movie and the main guy in it was like a NFL player or something. And he looks like he's a he looks like a wrestler or something, but he's like an NFL like linebacker or something, some shit. Mm. But yeah, it just looks like so mad. Like they it was like one of those every so often, like on Best of the Worst, they get like a real gem. Yeah. And uh, like that was one of the ones where the whole time they're just like, ah! like, yeah. like you just like loving it, like yeah. So I remember seeing that, and I was like, right, that has to be, that has to be done. So yeah, if you've got a third, this is pretty good. I can't think of a third. I'll have to think about it now. Yeah, I'll try and I'll try and do a bit of research and find something good. Yeah, find something juicy. Well, Slapping Times Day is not that far away, so yeah, Slapping Times Day is still one of the best, best days of the year. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we can we can like do it early and try and put it out on time. But, yeah. <laughs> For all you singles out there. <laughs> or, I was actually chatting to someone recently and they were like, I think I would do that with a partner. That sounds great. Yeah, that sounds exactly. a great way. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, it's like uh, my attempt to like come up with a Valentine's Day tradition where we just watch like silly Ma- kung fu movies. Martial arts movies, yeah. yeah. And it's usually a good crack. And yeah, a lot of the times it's turned into a bit of a sash afterwards. Yeah. But it's a it good reason like to real, get people together. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It became a real event for a couple of years and then it kind of got fucked from covid mm. what else is new yeah was there nothing covid can't ruin all of the in the middle of covid i remember me and you separately on valentine's day watching martial arts movies because i know i think i watched both uh, i think i watched both of jackie chan's legend of the drunken master the that that's right we did the first yeah the yeah. 2020 one we did actually do it yeah i think we watched the same movies just yeah we watched drunken master and turtles and something else oh yeah turtles and turtles are so good hey and I feel like I watched. We, I, well, I, I know I definitely. Did. I'm pretty sure I watched the entire Turtles trilogy. <laughs> and then what else did we watch? They actually read it and we did a review of the first Turtles recently. Actually, really good. Yeah, it was like really, really such good fun. Hey? Yeah. There's um, there's actually. We call him John Ralphio was the voice of Leonardo in the most recent cartoon, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. John Ralphio, Karate Kid. No, John Ralphio. Is, not. Is that? From Parks and Rec, is that what it's called? Oh, right. Who, who is that his name? Yeah, I yeah, was thinking the actor from The Karate Kid is called something like that too, isn't is it? Is it actually? I don't, I don't actually know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's something like that. I, I don't think it is that exactly, but... It's something similar. Yeah. But, um, you know, since you, I watched a bit of the cartoon, I had a movie out, and I was like, yeah, this is pretty enjoyable again. They kind of made, like, Raphael's leader instead of Leonardo. Mm-hmm. Leonardo's more like a teenage Spider-Man kind of character. Raphael's the big guy, but he's kind of insecure. Donatello is like 
emotionally kind of cut off and very scientific. And, and like he's like party dude. Yeah, still hundred <laughs> percent. Like, <laughs> always like yeah. always the best. Like I always liked how Raphael was cool but rude. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the. For the review, they actually got on, like, a comic book artist to talk about, like, the comics and everything. Oh, class. Yeah. I uh, can't remember his name, but Peter, he... Peter, the, the comic book artist? No. I think uh, he did... I think he did work on some... It could have been, because the original was, like, Kevin Eastman was the writer and Peter Laird was the artist, I He, think. like, knows those guys. Yeah. To be... I'm going to pause the pod again. That's good. I'm just going to abuse my power here. Yeah, that's fine. We're back. Yeah, and then... <laughs> So I said to me, but I says, yeah, <laughs> uh, where was I? So the name of the comic artist, uh, Freddie Williams. Um, he worked on the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. That's what it was. Oh, okay. I've actually read that. It's class. Yeah. The, um, there's a movie of it too. Like an animated movie. Right, right around artists. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really good. Um, pretty sure in the comic, isn't it? Uh, he defeats like all the four Batman defeats all four turtles in like one fight and then Splinter comes in and they like fight to a standstill it's oh, like cool. a good kind of respect of like both franchises you know what I mean it's really good yeah, respect yeah. like both franchises and then like it goes to them in the Batcave and it's like it's more of like um, it's obviously less serious than the, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like the real Batman but it's really good fun and then yeah. there's the animated movie of it which is good fun as well Yeah, but yeah I, I must I'll, I'll try and remember to send you that because you definitely enjoy it because he has all these like insights into the comic book and stuff like and mm-hmm. i think he worked with either one or both of the original like turtles uh, tur- turtles guys cre- yeah creators, yeah yeah and if you listen to our um slapping times day special and you're like i need more i need more of this insightful turtles commentary <laughs> go check that out yeah obviously won't compete with ours but like, <laughs> <laughs> but, like it's a good second yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's um I love getting actually insights into the comic book industry, whether they be good or bad. But it was interesting. I was reading actually recently, and this guy did a chronological order. It's this comic book writer, Scott Lobdell, Lodell. And he's a prick, anyway. Like, I think he's been, kind of been ousted because of yet again accusations. But um, I remember when the New 52 happened, which is like 2011, 2012, which actually kind of got me back into comics. And that's where, like, one of the best runs of, like, Batman, like, kind of redefined Batman for, like, this generation and like you know still paying homage was done by a guy called scott snyder and then there was a thing called red hood and the outlaws which he wrote and they just absolutely destroyed like every female comment character that appeared in the comic book he just absolutely destroyed it so bad that he got like kind of kicked <laughs> off it halfway through the run you mean like he just like ruined their characters like yeah in the, in the writing yeah like 100 percent. so like he took like these like kind of pretty much strong female characters and just made them sex <laughs> objects with no God. personality but then it was like it it was so poorly done and it's a very poorly received run and it was a great idea like the idea of it was like this team of like red hood who's like from an anti-hero and arsenal who's more of an anti-hero two x sidekicks and then it was starfire starfire was the main character they ruined and it was like so bad that like halfway through the run he got like kind of kicked off and then the other writer tried to essentially retcon the entire <laughs> previously what had happened in the run like right away which is like retcons happen quite a lot in comic Wasn't books that what the new 52 was yeah exactly <laughs> so a universe wide retcon. retcon and then about 12 issues in or something they're like we need to retcon these 12 <laughs> issues that, and re- just that first retcon was just a dream yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah but even then it was like well that's like they're really gonna fucking work and then now it's just kind of like we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen 
But um, no, I love the insights in the camping industry. Some of them are obviously good, some of them bad. It all kind of depends. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. So that's our current. Any more ideas off the top of your head for the future of the podcast? Um, I know I want to do more like the interview ones as well. Mm. Um. Yeah. Like last year is pretty disappointing with like work and stuff. I just had so little time. The podcast is one of the few things I did have time to do. Hmm. Like I didn't write any music or like do any like... Do an entire concept album about a day in life in Superdrug. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks of no That's music because the Queen died. <laughs> like, yeah. <you> know, like. <laughs> uh, you'll have to check our podcast out. Uh, that's a reference to a podcast it's not <laughs> it might be out by the time this one is out who knows no it won't because this is explaining why it's not out yet oh right okay that's right yeah. <laughs> so in the future when I don't know I, I still think I don't know release it in the anniversary of her death like it would be kind of funny <laughs> that'd be an interview once do you think we could get Harry for an interview about his book he has a book he's got here that fucking yeah, spare no. yeah <laughs> no, but apparently it's like 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 record-breakingly low sales that's why i was like there's a book the best the best thing i've seen about it they said it's the longest drunk text in history oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's terrible like because i keep seeing clips because the audiobook is read by him as well right okay and people keep taking clips from it and it's like he wrote it and he said it out loud and he still thought yeah publish that <laughs> i think it was better out loud yeah <laughs> oh no just no, it's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, so I really want to get. I want to want to get back on the get boat. back on get this back podcast because it it was like the nice, the one wee like creative outlet I did have, even though it was so sporadic. Mm. Last year was the podcast, and it's like probably I my, feel reinvigorated. It's really my main one as well. Yeah, to be honest, people always said I was a good talker, so just trying yeah. to talk. We did that Angus <laughs> podcast, which nice. was. I'm, I'm still ha- happy with that one. It's good. Would have been nicer to not have to do it at all, but you know. Yeah, of course. Um, still glad we did it. I keep thinking about that, yeah, because his anniversary is actually not too far away. Yeah. Was it like the 18th or something in February? Something yeah, like it was. Yeah, something like that. Just mad, like to yeah, think because it's, it's a year. So like, weird. Yeah. Dreaming about him last night, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Not last night. It was like. A month or two ago, I had a dream about him. I had a dream I was chatting to him at a party. Yeah. Something like that. Can't, can, you know, you wake up, you can barely remember the dream. It is like, that sticks out. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember, like, I don't, I just remember he was a presence in the dream. There's, like, nothing specific. I just remember mm-hmm. the idea of him was yeah. there. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Even, like, that. the last time I was going up, coming up here to Larry Kenny, I was like, oh, I might see Angus night. And I was like, no, I won't. Yeah. It's like, I still just have those wee moments where it's like, it still hasn't clear, like clearly on some level it's not fully registered. It's weird, like it's like um, yeah, because I thought it was mad. I couldn't believe I missed it. There was festivals that last year in Sligo. Just one day it was just in like uh, like one of the theaters. This 
spilt milk, but I didn't realize that they had an installation at Angus in a different room. But I oh, wow. fucking I didn't know I went in and seen the acts and stuff. I didn't actually even know this happened from like existed. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It wasn't well advertised. But then Rory who mentioned the started podcast. He was there the next night, and he actually sent me a text. He was like, "Is this your friend?" And I was like, "Yeah." But it looked like a really really nice like dedication to him, and it but so his cool. music and it had like old school TVs and stuff up, and it looked like stuff on them. You know, like really like his aesthetic yeah, as well, yeah, which yeah. showed like. So I was like, that is absolutely uh, lovely. But I just was so sick and I missed it as well. Like, yeah. you know, like in a way, but I just didn't know it was there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 I was thinking we could do a bit of like a, it is a new year in New York. <laughs> Looking back on last year and stuff. Because mm. we always kind of, I feel like we always like f- flirted around it topic of like work and stuff without really getting into it, it was, i feel like it came up in other podcasts like oh we'll talk about that later or something but we never really went into it mm-hmm. was it this year you changed work or was that last year or, or, it was the start or, it was 10th of january last year was when i changed yeah it was actually at my work anniversary as it was like so like nine days ago now or yeah. 10 days ago yeah work anniversary. yeah linkedin <laughs> congratulating me <laughs> <laughs> No, not work, just linkedin <laughs> yeah pretty much like <laughs> uh, it was one year and i was like immediately went to my team leaders like after a year, he like flexi time and was like, "So, yeah, can I get that flexi time applied?" <laughs> just like on the day immediately. I haven't been thinking about it at all. It's just somebody mentioned it to me today. I've been thinking about this for months. <laughs> <laughs> just dawned on me all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. No. But yeah, you're getting bombed far better than the last place, aren't you? Yeah. Well, and also I've now cha- I changed teams in like last November, and I'm getting on even better now. My new teams actually really signed. Like so. Nice one. Yeah, so actually quite happy, and it's actually more scientific. Yeah. Than just bureaucrat. Because I remember, like, even the first, the the theme of the first, like, year of the podcast was, like, oh, the shite me. time you were having. That reminds me, I was saying to you earlier, I need to read out, there was a review of the first oh, place yeah. that I worked. Oh, <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> that's such a good segue, because I fucking yeah. forgot. So, so like, you, our listeners will be familiar with this place from Thomas <laughs> Constant complaining about it. So, this is a, this is a one-star <laughs> review on uh, Glassdoor, and it was, so the title is Terrible Management and Treatment of Staff. That's so, you. Yeah. <laughs> Pros, nothing. The place is awful. <laughs> Cons, poor pay for employees. Management is extremely unprofessional, rude. No progression plan. The company sues its former employees for leaving them, tricking students into locked tier content. But this is brilliant. Advice to management shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Like those titles, are they? They must be like suggested, like subjects. Yeah, like it? it's it's glass doors. Okay, like yeah. that's the way, like a glass door review yeah. works. It's like pros, cons, and like you know, <laughs> advice, and management. Like so, like, my friend that was working at the time, he told me that whenever that came out, um, the uh, management made all of them write positive reviews on glass doors. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> yeah. Tell me you're in a toxic work environment. I tell me you're in a toxic <laughs> work environment. But I don't know, man. That whole advice to management shut down. Like that's just got me. That's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, like I'm on a, it's from a group chat. I'm in the boys that I used to work with there is in, and they just sent it in, and just we just slated them for an hour. Like it was so funny. Like, yeah. like Jesus Christ, we're really working. Out. We've really, like everywhere was up. Yeah. <laughs> that was a perfect segue. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank fuck you're out of there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I was doing this thing today. Actually, I've been been doing a lot of usual January reflections <laughs> but there's this thing I found out about a while ago um, from this guy Struthless 
I've been really enjoying his like YouTube videos. He does a lot of like um um like productivity and like motivational stuff and all, but it's all kind of related to himself. It's like he's an artist and he's like he kind of like it's like him sort of documenting him, him managed to turn his own life around. Mm. Like he's got a he wrote a book too, like a like a sort of mental self help mental health book called. Uh, your head is a houseboat. Mm. It's got really good reviews now. I've been thinking about my head as well. But uh, he's good for like sort of, he's really good at like uh, talking about a concept and then like providing his own insights into it and stuff like this. Mm. And he did one, uh, a video called something like how to make the most of your 2022. Mm. And like, it's like, I watched it again today because he talks about this thing called year compass. And I was doing my year compass today. It's like this. So like just because 2022 can be applied to any year. Yeah. Like, so and I rewatched because he was talking about he's done year compass for the past like three years. And then he like went into like what he the goals he actually achieved from when he didn't. So year compass is this. It's a, a booklet. So you can just download a free booklet. You print it out. And then it's like the first half of it is reflections on the previous year. And then the second half is um plans for like the next year mm. so i did like the first half today at like at, like after the first half is like um it's like now you're saying goodbye to the last year so take it get some rest and come back and it's like okay that'll do me for today mm. but yeah no it's really good it's like ask really good questions and like um we nice we prompts and stuff and it's like there's like things like um who influenced you the most uh who did you influence the most it's like just like really good we prompts and stuff like that and then it kind of towards the end it's like it goes into like forgivenesses and it's like who do you need to forgive or or is there like stuff to do with yourself you're angry with and it's like letting go and all this here mm. um but yeah it's weird i noticed that like there weren't a lot of i felt like there wasn't a lot in my year last year because it was just felt so um consumed with like working Mm. And then, like the only the big thing was like Angus, and then the big like good thing was like <laughs> going to Stendhal, and then like leaving work. I suppose <laughs> it's like it's like I try to remember like good things. And it's like the, it's like the next good thing was like Thomas's birthday, and I was like, oh yeah, that's because you were out of work at that point. You yeah. were free to do things again. And it was weird. I was I, I was weird too. I, I hadn't really thought about this all like until today, but um. For my birthday last year, um, went over to Glasgow. Um, it was like a big, it was like for Emer's, Emer and we always have like a joint birthday because she's like five, six days after mine, is it? Mm. Something like that. Fifth or sixth April or hers is. Um, so it was like a, like a load of us went over, but like I was looking back and I was, I was like, I barely even like, it didn't really register with me. And I was thinking, looking back, I was like, I think I was still just like, I hadn't registered like, Angus's death at that point yeah because like I was like I was thinking back I was like oh you had a really good time in Glasgow and I was like no that was the time like in the summer that you went back <laughs> that you're thinking of out of a good time and I was like I was like all right yeah the first time didn't even really like I don't know I don't think I even could really enjoy it yeah no to me because it's yeah. kind of hanging over you which is understandable like yeah but yeah no, I've been thinking a lot about like even though the it it feels like a largely like negative year looking back I've been trying to like um, get the positives from it. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I still like learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself last year, and like learned what's important, and like 
Um, and like actually, the one one was like the people that influenced you the most last year. One of them was Angus, because mm. like I feel like I don't know. Just thinking about him after he's gone, like I've he's imparted some wisdom on me or something. Like yeah, we're yeah. good for that. Yeah, good for the humor, good for the wisdom, good for yeah. Because one of the big things I took away was like how important that person is that like makes you feel good and makes you laugh and like. Mm. And like I realized, I don't know if I don't think I've talked about it on the, or maybe I did talk about it on that episode. I'm not too sure the one we did about Angus, but like one of the things I kind of like picked up accidentally was like I kind of like focused more on being like funny and like uh, positive myself, even though it already would be like that. It was like this reminder of like how important that is. And then I listened to Peter Rollins talk about like the importance of the Irish wake, and he's like saying that that that's what you do. Like that's why you tell those stories and all so you can like uh you take a little bit of that person and like into yourself and if you don't do that then it's like you don't process it and 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 weirdly you end up losing them that way by not like by not dealing with their passing and like absorbing a little bit of them mm. you like lose them or something and it's like it's like ah oh. it's like something that i like kind of like experienced myself and i was explaining it afterwards and i was like oh okay that's cool so it's like that's the way you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like it's always usually said though, but Irish wakes and Irish funerals is that they're supposed to be like more high spirited than awful lot. There's usually a tone of sadness, but it's usually talking about funny times or talking about the person, and it is yeah. just consistently talking to the person and sharing stories yeah. and like. I think I remember you saying on about like the whole like plate of fags or something going yeah, around, yeah, yeah. like, and he would have said that, and then he seen it, and it was like you know kind of brings yeah. everything like. Because, like, as sad as it was, the wake was, like, it was, it was positive, like, mm. as positive as it can be, like, but there was, like, there was a fun element and, like, sharing stories and we, we, we did, we did laugh and everything. And it's one of the few times an awful lot of your friends will always be, will always have yeah. to get together for you, know, that yeah. kind of a way, which is. Like, the funeral then was the, was when the, the real, like, sadness hit, but the wake was, like felt more of a celebration and like yeah mm. there were some yeah, funerals funerals final like that's why it's so yeah. hard seeing the cast go to the ground is usually yeah i think it's always the hardest part because that is the absolute like you can go visit the grave and all but that's the absolute very end mm. yeah <laughs> it's like do we end it there just be a sad note anyway it's like thank god for them sound pads yeah, yeah. that really perked me up <laughs> talked herself into a cul-de-sac yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of yeah it's like I don't want to make a fucking fart joke now but at the same time that, well, that horn's pretty good <laughs> Um. yeah so more podcasts more like Different kinds of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Let's keep her lit. Let's keep her lit. Yeah. More podcasts, more kinds of podcasts. I think as I was mentioning to you, I'm going to try and apply for a voluntary B-movie reviewer onto a oh, website yeah. <laughs> called Mutant Movie Reviews. But but they put up a thing like a week ago on Reddit and I'd never even heard of them on the B-movie subreddit. And they were like, if you like B-movies and just want to review them, we'll be doing it for like 20 or 30 years. We don't get paid or anything, but like... Just send us a couple of articles, and if you can submit to a month, we might you might be a part of the team. It's like, 
I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm kind of planning to like, um, I'm trying to like, they have a lot of movies reviewed, obviously, and I'm, my plan is yeah, to... Yeah, I was to, wondering about that. Like, oh, they actually say, feel free to re- review re- movies. Review reviewed. They're okay. like, yeah, yeah, completely fine. It's like TV shows as well. It seems like the guy, the, the ad like seems really nice. The guy seems very friendly. He's like, because it's entirely a hobby. It's not mon- you know, it's not monetized. He's like, this isn't just for fun, but we just want to have content. It's a site. And it's like, and I was like, so what I'm trying to do is go through the list. I'm going to try and do a movie that they have reviewed before and then try and do one that they haven't done. Okay, yeah, you know that's that cool. kind of way, like yeah. so, sort of be like, here's you know my version of like a movie you've done, and here's yeah. one of my own. Yeah, um, no, I, I might look into that as well because like I've always had an idea of writing like reviews or stuff, but like I've always also been like I don't really know how to do that. So it seems like a good like um, what's the word um, like pressure free kind of yeah, but it seems way like, to way to like give that a go. Yeah, and I feel like it'd be motivating too, because like that's yeah. what I mean. The guy was like, it's like don't think you have to write in our style. Feel free to find your own voice, and like maybe use this as a thing to find your own voice. It sounds like, you know, if it sounds like it just the people that like like these kind of cult and B movies, which I really do, and like just like enjoy talking about them so that they're opening it up but then the people that were involved in the site they just want to keep it going and they're like most people are moving on and it's not like doesn't seem like they're just moving on naturally so they're like oh just bring in new people so it's like it's like never even heard them before and it posted up and i was like oh that's pretty cool like (laughs) yeah i say we might do a a little uh unofficial collab to do like a find some like reviews and like uh Watch the movies and talk about them on here or something like that. Just, yeah, that'd be a good for, idea. Just for fun. <laughs> they have a massive. They have a fucking. It's been around for years. They have a massive yeah. list, but like, there's just so many of them. Like, fucking. Why not? It'd be fun. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I think. Should that, we stop there? Yeah, that'll be our dinner. <laughs> we'll be right back after these. Thai food. Bites of food. <laughs> now we're back. Oh, okay. <laughs> after our break from Thai food. Mm. They tied one off. Mm-hmm. What's that phrase mean? It's not the word of you just like get absolutely like oh, twisted, that's you get hammered, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You you really tied one on like the night before. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know where that comes from. Because I know hangover comes from people if they like like live anywhere and they're really hungover. You used to be able to rent a wire you could hang over to like yeah. lie down and that's where a hangover comes from. Part of like sailors would just be like Ah, uh, that was the sailors, yeah. Hanging on the yeah, or if they're like living on a ship but they're a port, yeah. which is which honest to God just I think I'd just lie on the ground. I don't I want know. to just the scene photos of it. And I was like, why would you do that to yourself? I know. It's like, do you wake up and with a hangover and be like, just I could really go for a better rope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe well, yeah, have, but actually. like not in, the, not in that way, in, in a worse way. I wish I could just sleep on a piece of rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it clears you up. I might try it sometime and probably immediately regret it. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, accidentally got from. Thai takeaway on the day it opened. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. But it was good. Sounds like they were hectic and <laughs> they forgot like two things, but that's all right. Like, yeah, it's still good. Yeah, did not know it was the day they opened. Yeah, I thought it would open like a week or two ago. It just hadn't been here. <laughs> um, yeah, so we kind of talked about uh, re- resolutions a little bit before we started recording, mm-hmm. and you just reminded me that you're off, uh, basically off fun. Yeah, kind of. Haven't been no drinking, no smoking, no crisps, no chocolate, no sweets, no fizzy drinks. I'm allowing myself pretty much nuts only. And if I really want a big snack, I've been eating like porridge with berries. <laughs> I lost a kilo of weight in two weeks with no exercise. I find like that kind of like extreme 
like cutting things off is kind of like I don't know, not dangerous, but like setting myself up to fail or something. I'm finding it surprisingly easy. Oh, yesterday I really did want to fucking drink, but like it's a pure yeah. long day. But um, I'm actually finding it surprisingly easy. It literally is. If I want something to eat crisp or something, I've just been eating like cashews and stuff. And it's like just the action of eating just takes away yeah. my want. I think too, it's there is always that extra like motivation in January. And it's just like, oh, I, I can do this. Yeah. And like, well, you're you're over the hump actually. Uh, most people quit by the nineteenth of January, apparently. Let's quit the resolutions. So even if I quit now, I can still say I'm better than most people. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if it's most people. It's like a, a high percentage anyway. Oh, I do. I've already given up the resolutions by the nineteenth of January, apparently. Jesus, that's really quick. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm planning this to get out, but I usually always kind of do things in extremes. But I don't yeah. know. To be honest, I wasn't even really. It's not like it's just something I've planned. I planned to kind of go off to drink. And then I was just like, oh, fuck it, if I'm going off the drink, I might just kind of go off like everything. Yeah. I think I'm starting to feel a bit better for it anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. it's kind of wondering too, because like I only smoke when I'm drinking. Then this was the last time I was drinking, was New Year's Eve and all that kind of stuff. And I smoked like a lot of fags. And I think it's like after you smoke, it's like two weeks until the physical yeah. effects of the nicotine dependency come off your body. And I think I kind of was able to feel that. But it was kind of yeah. weird because like a few days before, like two weeks, like fucking like say 10 days in, and, like, I don't smoke sober, I don't really get the cravings, but I, f- I felt, like, hell for, like, three or four days. Yeah. And then I kind of hit, like, two, two, two and a half weeks. And I was like, maybe that's the nicotine semi-dependency that I have kind of gone. Yeah. I think drink must be similar, though. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. Because, like, I always find, like, if I take two weeks off drink, I feel great. Mm. Like, one week, well, one week's normal. <laughs> drink on a Friday drink on the next friday yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't notice but no i definitely notice if i drink every like if i take a week like a weekend off i'm like god he's like great like i suppose yeah i think i'm starting to feel a bit of it now i'm just still tired enough a lot but yeah. um like i think as a saying in the cards is like the longest i've went the longest stint of not drinking which is almost three weeks in like four or five years yeah i know it's weird that i i don't I can't remember if I did dry January last year. I did it one year. I know it might have been the year before. Mm. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when I started January, I was like so motivated and I was like, I'm going off the drink now. I'm going to get so much stuff done. And it it was it was nice for like a while. And it was also like because finished working, like whenever your birthday, I was, I think I was out of work a week and a half or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so it was just like, it was just Christmas and I didn't have time to relax until like basically after New Year's. And I was like, okay, it's like time to, focus and like do things and all and then i was saying to you i had that night with ryan and it was like his you saying he's going off it after that mm. and I had such a really nice night of just like drinking moderately it's like a bottle of wine and three beers watch movies and just woke up the next day feeling really good and just like oh it's great and then i was thinking of having last weekend off and then ended up going to a birthday and it was a uh, more lot mo- a lot more alcohol but uh it's still a really good night. And I, I think, like, I know part of this is just, like, me ration, rationalizing after <laughs> the fact. But, like, like talking about work and all, like, I realized, like, I missed so many nights out last week. Mm. Or not last week, last year. Last year, yeah. And I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> Guess I'm making up for it now. Yeah, like, I I really did. Like, I didn't do much drinking all last year, really. Well, the problem was with that then, when I did go out, I probably drank too much. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, I'm off, I'm going to go mad. But... Yeah, I think I want to. I think I rather just want to have a more sustainable. Uh, we're just drinking over the year. 
Yeah, you know what you mean. More, just more moderation. Yeah. And I'm just going to go on, like, I think I'm going to Italy at the end of February, and I'm planning to maybe, like, drink and be merry then, and I'm just going to try and save money and take it easy, lose a bit and of weight. That, that's a good way to look at it, too. It's like, oh, I'm going to this. I'll drink at that. Yeah, yeah. It's like not just drinking because it's a Friday. That yeah. And, like, it's the only hard part is, like, it's kind of funny. It's like, uh, like... Was it last weekend? I like went to bed at like ten or eleven on Friday and Saturday night. It's like sometimes it's just like, well, like I was like I have no reason to be up all night, or I'm yeah. like, oh, you actually get you know, because like drinking does give you energy when you go out, yeah. so, you know, or even like you know what I mean. So it's like you just end up getting tired and just going to sleep. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. Like I remember, um, it must have been dry January. I was doing it for, but I remember like, uh, like I still went out to the pub with people. Mm. just to socialize on i remember like getting home when it was like the usual time like three in the morning and i like felt drunk and i was like what? what's going on i was like oh no i'm exhausted yeah <laughs> i'm up to three in the morning for no reason <laughs> i was like yeah. just like in my room just like kind of like felt like dazed and i was like what's going on here and i was like oh you're wrecked like <laughs> and i wonder that that probably happens when you're drinking and you don't even cop on yeah yeah when the tire just kind of hits or something yeah, like that there you probably don't even realize because you just think you're drunk but yeah like it's probably it, compounded it's, it's handy if I want to go out. Usually, just if I want to go out, not drink it, just drive because it's like the best right. excuse and it just makes it easy. Yeah, no questions asked or anything. Yeah, either. exactly. Anybody says he says I'm driving. Like, guess I think next Saturday I'm going. Michelle's coming up and going out in Sligo for like a vinyl night. Don't even know. It's one of those things. A lot of times it happens to me if I go out sober. I go out till like eleven or twelve o'clock, which is usually about the time when people start to change into drunk mm. and then moving on to very drunk stage. It's like right now. Now it's the time to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is when people start bumping into you more. And I was like, you really don't give a shit about that when you're drunk at all. No. Like, you, like, I actually always wonder that. How many people do I bump into and how many people bump into me on a night out that I just definitely... Don't even notice. Yeah, exactly. Like, Because yeah. you notice it so much when you're sober and you're like, it's bound to happen to me when I'm drunk, but yeah. I never remembered. You always remember like two or three and it's probably like fucking 40 or 50. It's such a higher tolerance for noise and stuff too. Like when you're sober, you're just like... Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's screaming in your face. But when you're, you're drunk, drunk you're just shouting back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah that was good. <laughs> Purely invade. Like they're you, they're invading your personal space. I like space. that too. Yeah, but they're like invading your personal space. You don't realize when you're drunk, you're just doing the exact same thing. Just leaning in like we rat. Like. <laughs> just shouting a completely like inane conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, one of the things I been thinking a lot and it's tied to the drinking as well is that i really want to focus on like using my time better this year again it's like a reaction to last year of like feeling like i had no time but yeah i definitely noticed that like say even like like the reason i watched like all that episode all those episodes of the bear last week and one day was because it was like a tuesday and i just still felt like wrecked Mm. from the weekend and like it definitely it's it's probably getting older too but it just eats into more of my time and it's like if you're going on a night out, that's that night gone, the next day, and then maybe even... The day after, yeah. Depending on what... Depending on your rest of your week, like, could be half of that ruined too. And, like, on that Tuesday, I was like, right, I'm getting on done today. I'm going to watch this TV show that I've been putting off, and then at least at the end of the day, I can be like, I did that. Yeah, and it's something... <laughs> there's, like, that's kind of funny, because, yeah, last night, it was Pieter's, it's Pieter's fourth going away party. We went out for dinner. <laughs> He's, still here yeah he's, he's moving in New Zealand it's like this is the first time going away but I thought it was funny because one of the messages in the group is one of the boys was like yeah like when, la- earlier in the week they were like Peter was like what's better Friday or Saturday for people and so one of the first messages was Friday would be better because then I mightn't be hung over on Monday and for work 
this is like but then his first going away party was like a full week and like i must have worked about five days of it while drinking all the five days you know what i mean yeah. it's just like wow that's a big change from 21 to 30 <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking back they're like that week too and it was like still pure rectum cheesy and i was like the amount of times last year that i just went to work like this <laughs> i just got on with it and just had really awful days at work and like especially on monday you're just like you just don't care probably yeah. probably but imagine mondays like most places are probably not that busy and yeah. busy and super drug either so you're like just forcing yourself into like and then like dealing with customers in that awful state yeah it's weird how like much that affects you it's like oh i have to do it so i'll do it and then when you've got the option i was listening to uh theo vaughn talk about this who i might have been talking about to joe rogan about it, actually and i was saying about like the how your body like lies to you and it's like oh theo just go for a nap you know you're tired and it's like and it's like oh yeah theo was like oh yeah that guy lives on my shoulder he's always telling me to like take a lie down or whatever yeah, and, like, yeah. And just like all the stuff like yeah. just go and be lazy essentially what yeah just talking about like motivation and discipline and stuff and it's like you know you gotta just like power, power through that but yeah, it is good, like, going back to, like, what you're saying about um, being strict like that, that discipline is really helpful in, like, other, in ways that, like, are, seem unrelated, but if you can go, like, I said I was going to do that, and now I did it, and I feel really good, and, like, even, like, that was part of the regret as well, or not even part of the regret, but part of, like, the, I think the bad feeling after that party that I went to, because I was like, I was like, oh, that's why you didn't want to do that it's like that's why you were in such good form for the start of january yeah yeah because you were like doing it and you were like and the one time you did drink before that you didn't overdo it yeah so like yeah it all kind of feeds in yeah but yeah definitely yeah so going back to the time i want to be less just like like i was saying don't just go out for the sake of it or things like that and yeah kind of just like make it matter and like also then i started don't usually do it or always do it kind of sparingly, but I took a like a diary from work and then I've been trying to just write down my thoughts on that every day and just trying to like, I have noticed anyway, like from looking back on them from day to day, it's kind of, it has progressively gotten better at like by a couple of days, but I think it's kind of helping my head too. I think I just needed to clear like absolute headspace and just fucking sort of restart and then that's one of the reasons for the strictness and even trying to yeah. not eat bad food is just trying to completely sort up my head a bit. Yeah. Just did a yeah, wild like, lot of drinking last year, <laughs> which is like, it, it does have an effect but, sometimes. Yeah, but and even even, even those things can be, uh, it's almost like a symbolic thing. It's like I'm cutting all this out because it's and it like represents now a fresh start. It's like yeah. it's not even like the the more tangible like benefit. It's like the psychological or like emotional thing. Where it's like I did this and now I can like do the next thing or whatever like yeah kind of yeah it's sort of like that it's sort of like a first start but I've never really thought about it like that but it is just me kind of like feel like trying to start myself over again I don't know why yeah. but it was just but that's the thing is like I was so strict because this, well, this was a couple of people told me they're like it's pretty mad for you to go off all of that stuff at one go usually yeah. people are like just drink or something it's like yeah but like you did a while of snagging and as you're saying the next day like you go out drinking and the next day you just eat shite food and then you just it leads into that and then like you feel shit again because you're like sitting there eating a pizza lying in bed all day yeah. or something you know i don't think i haven't really done is i haven't done much more exercise but i've kind of 
haven't planned to do that in January. I've been planning to try and do that in February. Yeah, I've been like, right, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna, I would, I'm trying to do is fix well, my diet. That, yeah, and that's then like, that's like the next step of the same same plan. plan yeah. yeah, but I was like, because I was like, if I start exercising as well and try and like do it, if and because it's me, because I have a tendency to do extremes, and I think that's always been my fault, at least with exercising. Yeah, is like. Uh, went to the gym for a good bit and I went to the gym until I left Bundorn last year but it started off me going like three days a week no it started off me doing like five days a week and then trying to do five five, five to six days a week of course I ended up going down after one week just like one day like yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> like yeah. and it was just me well that going back to that year compass thing um that's like part of the advice that your your man had was like whenever you're coming up with these like plans um make like three columns and have different categories so like so say the first category would be like for you would be the gym Mm. and then you do the next column is ideal self and then the third one is the worst self Mm. so ideal self would be the what what did you say five days a week yeah and then the worst self and he was like imagine the you that like just doesn't want to like engage with the world or like um do anything it's like what's the bare minimum that that guy can do which might be one day a week, or might even be like, mm. might even go further. Might might go like half an hour a week. Yeah, yeah. And then you, and then he's like, you change your name, so that's like the the columns. And so the first one is your, uh, what did he say? I don't know. He, he changed that to something else. Like your, that's your action, and then your bare minimum or something like that. So and then it's like, and then you think that realistically your year will actually lie somewhere between those two things oh right yeah 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 kind of like sometimes you'll do the bare minimum sometimes you'll hit the ideal goal and a lot of time you'll be in between and yeah. that's fine as long as you can maintain that so that yeah that makes an awful lot of sense yeah. as well yeah i was trying to look at it that way but yeah i no, just trying to prove myself trying to like do everything again read more write more just do all the stuff that i always say but i feel like i'm being more active but i do think the lack of drinking kind of sort of helps that because it yeah it um <laughs> yourself I definitely it, it knocks on everything like yeah because you're saying the next day is something i'm gonna do most like the next day you can be someone's kind of brain dead like and you're just like yeah i just find it too hard to just motivate myself to simple things sometimes it's just like it's like i know how to do that and i'm just like i, I can't do it today yeah <laughs> and it, it possibly I, could but i just yeah. won't <laughs> and what happens to me too it always breaks my s- cycles like it's like i'm always get i'm managed to get myself in good habits and then it's like i'll drink and i'm just ruins all that yeah it'll ruin like my sleep schedule and everything and i'm just i operate so much better when i've got those things locked in and it's, then they're just all knocked off and i have to start again it's like oh yeah it's like, what's the point <laughs> yeah exactly what is the point but yeah the other thing i was thinking a lot about which is again tied to like the time thing use my time well i was like i kind of like analyzed uh i was like i was like separating enjoyment and value so, like, one of the things I did the other day um, was the intro that we listened to today, the intro song. Mm-hmm. That's a new version. I re-recorded that oh, uh, using my new guitar and, like, a new mic and, like, did it, like, just tried to, like, capture it but better and then upload it and put it onto this and everything. And, like, it was on, I think it was on Wednesday, Wednesday kind of evening. It was, like, 5 o'clock or something. And I was, like, oh, I think I've done everything productive for the day. And I was, like... I could just like stick on a movie or something now or uh, just watch like a YouTube video until like I decide to go make my dinner and then like 
like I could just take the, the evening off basically. Mm. But I was like, you know what, you've got like, even if you've got from five to six, uh, just start this now. Yeah, yeah. And like, I didn't like enjoy it. I didn't, well, I did actually enjoy it when I got into it, mm. but I didn't enjoy the idea of starting it and it, w- it was like effort. But then afterwards I got a lot of value out of it. It's like, like satisfaction value and value is and it's on that now and it's done. Yeah. And yeah, I was thinking then a lot about this, like separating those things and like analyzing different, what gives me value versus enjoyment. It's like, I enjoy watching YouTube videos, but I get a lot of times there's no value to them. Yeah. Like there's examples like the guy that I've been talking about, Struthless, his videos and his channel. It's like there are ones that are valuable, but again, I enjoy watching them less than just watching something funny. Yeah, I get what you mean. And then it's like... Something that's not mindless. Yeah, it's like... um, like There's some amazing channels out there, but the problem was with YouTube. It's led by an algorithm that wants to keep you hooked. Yeah. And... And it learns more and more the more yeah. you watch of how to keep you hooked. And it doesn't care whether you're trying to learn something or just be entertained or distracted. It just wants you there. So it's like, even when you're on there, it still takes a discipline to like uh, find the good stuff and like watch the good stuff or whatever. Mm. And then I was like thinking about, uh, I watched The Bear and I was like, oh, well, I got value out of that. That was like a really good experience. It was a really good show. There's a lot of like positives in it and then I was like movies are really valuable too because you can watch like a complete um thing in like an evening in like two hours you can watch a story that could like motivate you or inspire you and then there's like documentaries the same and then I was thinking about podcasts and podcasts I think are in like a really unique position because you can be doing other stuff and then still taking in yeah something and they're so varied too that like Sometimes it could be inspiration, sometimes it can just be entertainment. Like, it could be like listening to the glass cannon, which is just basically just entertainment. It is, yeah, but like, it just, I don't know, there's just something about the way those guys tell a story, which yeah. I just love telling stories, I love, because yeah. they have some really dramatic moments, but then there's an awful lot of fantastic humor. And yeah. then, but then it's the meta commentary sometimes of what's going on, and then it's the playing of a game, and then it's the random chance. It's a very odd mix, and it's a very weird sort of way to tell a story. Yeah, I think the, one of the podcasts once described it as a writer's room with no editing. Yeah, and I think that's why I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. I know it's like I think that's like kind of me when I was selling it. It's like it's like improv comedy, and it's like it's like uh, storytelling, and it's also like the commentary on the storytelling and all the. Yeah, but like some of them was like talking about the phrases. Shouldn't have brought up. No, probably not. Because <laughs> I actually I watched something today, and it was like uh, it was a couple of like we animations that were done. But one of them was like, but this is a good example of it. Is sometimes the comedy it's it's so humorous but they managed to get the characters so right and it's from androids and aliens and it was two androids talking to each other and one of them dax got a haircut and the other android asked them about it because it's very weird for an android like a a mohawk or something yeah and he's like (laughs) just like yeah it was a hairstylist and then it was like troy who's doing the other android he's like are they like a prostitute so they do things to your body and it's like so they're a prostitute and then it's like the other android is like so all hairstylists are prostitutes, but not all prostitutes are hairstylists. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it was just, but it was like the, it was so funny, but it makes so much sense for an Android yeah. to be viewing something this way. Yeah. Like it was just like this stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, that's an example of one podcast. But then like even there's one, the one I listened to 
the other day that you, that got me thinking like it was already something that was on my head because like mm. like I was talking about like value and time and it was like kind of in the back of my head and then like I was listening to Tim Ferriss uh, it was interesting he had Ryan Holiday on but instead of interviewing Ryan Holiday Ryan Holiday interviewed him on his own podcast oh, wow. and they were talking about like one of the questions he was talking about was like how do you decide what books to read and he was like talking about how he like has very strict like rules for what he'll read it's like he has to be recommended it by certain people um Ryan Holiday mentioned this rule um 100 pages minus your age is your is the amount of time you you have to give a book before you decide if you want to continue it or not 100 pages minus your age yeah oh, so the older you get the stricter you have to be and the younger you are you don't know what you're talking about so you have to give it more time no <laughs> that's a <laughs> yeah. very good way to put it yeah so they're talking about that bit that strictness and it got me thinking along these kind of lines so it's like you can read or listen to a podcast that is just sheerly pure entertainment or or can like inspire you to think about things differently or whatever. Mm. But it also has the benefit of like, I can be doing other things and it doesn't like, it's not as like intrusive or something. Because I was thinking like w- about the future of this podcast. It's like, oh, will we add video at some point? And I was like, I think I really like it just being audio. Oh, like we'll add video whenever we're like interviewing like Michael D. Higgins or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean, but I like the... And Blind Boy will be our producer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I kind of like... I have a tendency to usually prefer to just listen to podcasts. Yeah. I usually do like to do other stuff. But sometimes that can kind of help me because um, it's sort of like my mind can wander easily. So sometimes if I'm doing something, particularly if it's something mundane, like washing dishes, cooking, I absolutely love cooking and listening to podcasts. Uh, class. It's just perfect because it's like, it's enough actions to keep my head busy, but it means that I can kind of, and I can still usually focus quite a lot on the podcast and I, my mind doesn't wander as much because it's like focused, focused on the cooking and then I'm focused on the podcast. So usually I can hear it like. I've got a specific podcast that I always listen to while cooking. Hmm. I might have mentioned on here before, James Acaster and Ed Gamble, Off uh, Menu. Martin, any, uh, have you listened to that? No, but my brother absolutely loves it. Yeah, that's like my, just like, I'll be like, okay, time to cook, go through my like list of podcasts. Like, oh, Off Menu, perfect. It's just like thematically, <laughs> I think it's one of those ones too. It's like, if I listen to it when I'm not cooking, I get hungry. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it solves that problem. <laughs> yeah, my brother loves that. He says it's fucking great. Yeah, there's some really good ones. And yeah, I must give it a listen. Plus, I love James A. Cassidy. But yeah, oh. stuff like that's great. Yeah, it, but yeah. it's like very zen and kind of going for that. Thing. Yeah. And then like, uh, and also driving. That's one of my favorite. Like, it, like having podcasts now has made driving a lot more enjoyable for me. Yeah. Just because it's driving something you eventually just do with absolute second nature, unless it's like a complicated over, but in general, second nature. And also, an awful lot of the journeys are due are the exact same journey. So I yeah. know them inside out. So it's good to be listening to new stuff yeah. to kind of keep me active and just kind of keep my mind kind of going yeah. in a mindless kind of drive i really love just like isn't it i just be walking around the house like just doing what it like they're like this nice little like bubble that i can just get into like or sometimes if i if i like wake up in the morning i'll usually like i'll try and read but sometimes i won't be in the mood so instead i'll just put on a podcast and just sit there and eat my breakfast and just be listening it's like there's something just nice and comforting and like mm. Sometimes I like to do that too. When you can kind of, sem- if you can sort of like semi lucid dream, listen to an audiobook mm. or a podcast, and it's almost like a guided thing. But <laughs> for one I was listening to recently was there's this one I find, I think the guy's name is, it's called Malevolent. 
It's very, very good. It's on uh, Spotify. I started listening to it. It's like, um, it's kind of like a HP Lovecraft horror kind of podcast. But uh, let me think if I can get it. The guy's name, Malevolent by I think it's Harlan. I want to say Harlan Guthrie, but I want to make sure I get it right. But oh, what I find incredible about it, uh, it's Harlan Guthrie. So it's lit like. It's basically a detective wakes up with his uh, partner dead and there's like a demon that is like taking his eyes and it's like mainly it's these two voices. It's kind of like the demon inside of his head talking to him and then he has his eyes and controls him where he goes. But what I find mad about it is it's one person does it all, but I was listening to one of the episodes and I genuinely got scared in the morning because it was really dark and creepy and he's yeah. like in this guy's house and it's like he, he's not allowed to leave. But I fucking enjoyed it. You know what I mean? It was yeah. a really weird way to start my day, though, because yeah. it was like a Saturday morning, and I was like, I'm a wee bit on edge. <laughs> but I heard a class scary story on a podcast. It was like one that was recommended on like a Reddit uh, Reddit um, thread. Hmm. Um, a podcast called Radio Rental. It's uh, hosted by um, what's his name? Rain Wilson. Oh yeah, Dwight. Yeah, Dwight. Yeah. yeah. Um, he plays like this kind of character, like owns like this rental shop and you come in and like he kind of does a wee bit of chatting and like a wee bit of acting. Mm. And then it's like the stories in it are all true stories that people submit or whatever. But there's this one, uh, Lucy of the Woods, I think it's called. I'll not give anything away, but check that one out. It's class. What's it called? I think it's called Lucy of the Woods. But it's Radio Rental. Radio Rental is the podcast name. If you actually just like scroll down whenever you... um. From like the start, I think like maybe like the like somewhere along the first season, they'll do like there's one of the episodes like they're two scariest episodes together, and oh, that's right, one yeah. of them. So you'll find it there, but it's like episode five or something. I think. But yeah, it's really really good. It's like one of those ones I just like when I got to the end, I was like, oh. yeah. <laughs> but like, but yeah, they're all true stories. That makes it even better. Yeah. But but one thing I find about that is just like it was the kind of. I suppose because it's like, you know, I don't really get scared at horror movies. Like, you know, I can't yeah, I think like that that's why. But whenever you're listening to it, it's because it has that enough, you know, that their whole thing, especially if you're writing stuff, you're supposed to leave it up to their imagination as well. Like, mm-hmm. people will always be more scared of what their imagination can come up with than yeah. anything you could display because it's, if you do it right. Yeah. And I think that's why it worked. It's just made me feel like unnerved yeah, yeah, yeah. and put in a, in a really enjoyable way. But it was like, that's probably class. why glass cannon's so effective too. Cause you're like imagining everything. Mm. Like in and your you get head. get so sucked into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes they completely break that. And that's why it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. As well. Cause like <laughs> you just, you're, you're imagining something and then you've, d- and then they say something ridiculous and your brain just follows that as well. And it just gives you this mad like picture in your head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the other thing that the podcast, the value that they have that's unique is like the more I listen to the podcast, the more I want to do this one. No, yeah, yeah. So they have a, their own, it's like they're in their own special character category that I just like, I just like keep on listening. It's like, oh, this is like, I really want, like, I was so, so eager to get back to this today. I was like, mm. even though it was like the first thing I said to you as soon as I got in the car, I was like, go into podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and it's game. been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been good. It's been kind of good day. I'm kind of glad we got started again as well mm. in the first months of the year. And then, like, you know, as I'm detoxing, it's like this is another positive thing to do. So, like, in a way. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah. So, well, we we're talking about news resolutions. So, that was kind of 
I'm just kind of went off kilter into podcasts. Well, I guess yeah. podcasts are our New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just a, the, as my kind of overall resolution of like using my time better and like but I was talking about need to be more strict with how I spend my like free time, kind of free time and stuff. Yeah. I feel like that and it's too. like reminding myself that it's like they're not just all these things you enjoy are not actually equal. Yeah. And they have different values and yeah, I need to be more aware of those kind of things, I think. Just something that's like a lot very recently, yeah. Yeah, it's kinda looking at too. Like and then sometimes it's like the annoying thing is and that I didn't even mention books on there. Yeah. Like I've been trying to like read and like force stuff well not like force myself to read, but it's just it's the same as everything they see you're saying there. It's like the hardest part is always is the first step. Like yeah. once you get going, once I read a page or even a paragraph, yeah. I'll probably read a chapter. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just lying there and I'm like, I just could not be bothered. And books it, just have their own weird benefit too. It's like your brain feels better whenever you're reading often. Yeah. Rather than just like, watching TV, yeah, rather yeah. just watching TV or playing games or something. I was like, I'm trying to like curb a lot of that. They're gonna. It's because it's definitely what I like to do most. But sometimes I'm just like, I think a lot of it is, I suppose, at work I have to read so much. But it's not like I'm reading anything I really yeah. want to read. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. It just doesn't have that. Like, um, it's it's hard because there's an extra engagement. I think than. Just being like, oh, I'll just watch the next episode of The Office for the third time. Yeah. It's like, that's like a shut off thing that you still like get a some sort of enjoyment out of where like a book is like you have to. I rewatched all of Futurama over Christmas, like or over the month of December. I rewatched every single episode of Futurama. Nice. Get, listen, a, get anything I, new out of it this time? I still absolutely love it. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just always, there's always like some wee thing that I didn't notice I, I think time. that's why I like it, but it's like so comforting as but well. But it doesn't even matter, yeah. It's yeah. Like, but there's always like some wee surprises. Like, oh, I didn't get that reference the last time. Yeah. Or, I need to listen to the podcast that they did again too. They did like a radio play episode mm. with all the original cast. And it was actually a guy that like got them all together to do it. But I remember just listening to it. was like, I'll listen to this to go to sleep because I've, Listen, watch enough episodes to go to sleep to, so I just throw them on and then must have fallen asleep like right away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember like any of it other than him talking about it in the intro, but not the actual story. <laughs> thing, you know, like, anyway. yeah. But, um, yeah, but that's that's what I mean, like, shut off or comfort. Like, that's like, yeah. like, like, it's one of definitely a comfort show for me or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Way, like, I don't harm in that, like, <laughs> yeah, there's no harm in that too, but you know, it's like, I still want to try and like absorb or take in more, like, in a way, yeah. Like, I've got quite a few things lined up to read, and I'm trying to, like... Oh, I've got, like, so many books just lying about and everything, and it's just... Yeah, like, I'm, about half, <laughs> I'm halfway through this, The Long Way to the Small Angry Planet, which is the first book in the Wayfair series, which I am enjoying. It's kind of getting better as it goes along, too. I'm starting to like it more. And the next book I'm reading after that is the book you got me for Alan Murray, Illumin- Illuminations. Mm. I'm kind of, like, I'm actually trying to, trying to really rigorously... I usually have a rough plan, but I'm trying to really rigorously plan everything I read this year, because right. I feel like it'll convince me to read a bit more, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's, probably, I, that's probably a good idea, yeah. I have a lot of stuff lined up, and my and also I'm not I'm like <laughs> I'm not allowed to buy any books this year. <laughs> yeah. I have absolutely cut myself off, and it's like this is what you're doing. I can't. Oh, I always yeah, that happens to me all the time, especially if I go into like a charity shop. Oh, it's yeah. like I don't have that. It's only fifty cent. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, and then like, you end up buying like three more books too. <laughs> yeah, and you're like fucking. You, know, you pick one. I was like, oh, I don't have this either. So like, I'm trying to do all that and just keep reading and like, just yeah. I'm like, I need to try and get through what I have first. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know, that was part of it. I realized I was getting, I was feeling like anxious about like the stuff that I feel I need to consume. And it's like, and that's when I had that realization. It's like, no, they're, it's not all equal. It's like, 
it's like yeah there's like youtube videos that you haven't watched and it's like you don't have to watch them mm-hmm. what's the sunk cost fallacy where it's like if you're investing in thing, something you think you have to like continue with it Oh, yeah, like, the more money you spend on something, the more you think you have to stick with it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think, like, I get that with time invested. Mm. It's like, especially if it's, like, you say a YouTube channel that I've watched a lot of videos of, it's like, oh, you, you can't miss any because, like, you, it's like, that's what you do. You watch that channel's yeah, YouTube yeah, videos or, so, or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a bit, there's an element of that, too, where it's like, I realize it's like, no, you can just watch the watch the newest one or watch the one that like you don't have to be like fucking you don't you don't have to be so obsessive about it yeah yeah. even my phone i've got like there's like two thousand podcasts on a a queue (laughs) that i like have been trying to get through (laughs) and i keep like discovering more podcasts and adding them to the queue and it's just like it's never ending it's like so i feel like i kept it on my pile of books like so and i'm like i got it like because, like, years ago when I started reading again, I was like, the reason I didn't read for, like, fucking years is because I felt I had nothing to read. So then I bought more more than I could read almost, so I'd always have something to read. But then I just kept going. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. you need to actually start paring it back now, that kind of a way. I've got enough for a wee fucking library. Like, my, bro- <laughs> my brother was looking at all my stuff over Christmas, and he was like, I just didn't know you had this many between books and graphic novels and comics. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. Kind of went a wee bit overboard there for a couple of years, and I'm still at it, but, like, less so. Well, at least you've turned it into a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> turned, it, turned it into material for... Well, I was also thinking, like, fucking... The thing was with that reviewing website, get the idea of reviewing, because I was thinking about it, and I was like, maybe I should just try... I don't know, I was like, oh, but I was like maybe I should try and actually review books. <laughs> it's like yeah. all the stuff I read. Because I was like, would that convince me to read more as well? You know? Turn it into a job, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not even like turning into a job. It's just like, well, obviously, I like talking about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that kind of a way. We'll see. But I still love the sound of my own voice, so like that wouldn't be too bad either. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I was also kind of like, could I just go through and be like, how many racist references can I find in H.P. Lovecraft's work? <laughs> Here's a podcast with every racist reference. <laughs> <laughs> it's like page one. Two references. Oh, it gets worse up here. Let's give even. No, I was just imagining you just read out the... <laughs> like, don't count them. Just quote them all <laughs> back to back in a podcast. <laughs> Get cancelled before I begin. <laughs> Is there any way to put my voice in quotation marks? <laughs> uh, I think we've probably hit the two hour mark at this point. Is there anything uh, else? I so. No, I think that's it. I think we're good. This is first podcast of the year. Yeah, I'm just remembering more stuff to talk about. Watch the first episode of Last of Us. Do you watch that? No, <laughs> it's too mainstream for me, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's like the highest rated um, show on MDB, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. Do you know what we should do? We should watch that, and we should watch that new Velma show, which is the lowest rated TV oh show God. on IMDb. Because it'd be very interesting to see. <laughs> Just it's literally both entirely both ends of the spectrum. It'd just be kind of funny, like. Oh, I, I'll uh, I'll end. I'll wrap up with three animated movie re- recommendations for you. Okay. Um, the new Guillermo del Toro. Del- Guillermo del Toro. Is that his name? Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Is that the director? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was like, I was like, it's his, it's his Pinocchio. Yeah, I've heard that's really good. Yeah. I, was, I said Guillermo del Toro. And I was like, am I thinking of the other guy? And I was like, I, was, I thought I was 
<laughs> Benicio del Toro is like, no, it is Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, no, it is Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, I watched his Pinocchio. That was really good. I heard it is, yeah. And then I accidentally watched another Pinocchio movie. The one with Tom Hanks? No, uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Witch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like f- featuring Pinocchio a little bit. But yeah. it's, have you heard anything about that? No. It's fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really, really good. Oh, Jesus. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a. I seen a clip on Reddit. It was like, "How scared do you want your your like villain in a kids movie to be?" And it was just like, "Yes." And it was just this clip of like the like the bad like wolf guy in it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "This looks amazing." And it's like the animation's clearly like inspired by like uh, Spider Verse. Oh, well, it's like yeah. very stylized and like. Mm. But yeah, it's really really good, <laughs> and um, just got a really good story and. Um, the bad guy or the other like bad guy is uh, voiced by John Mulaney. Um, what's his name? Jack Horner. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's he's the other big big the bad guy in it. And then um, Goldilocks and the three bears are in it. And Goldilocks or Goldie as they call her is uh, Florence Pugh. Oh yeah. And then the mama bear is um, Olivia Coleman. The papa bear is uh, Ray Winston. Is that his name? He was in, um, what do you call it with Florence View? Uh, Black Widow. The bad guy in that. Oh, I think so, yeah. I think that's his name, Ray Winston. Yeah. Can't remember the name of the the baby bear. But yeah, they're just like, they're like a, sound like they're just out of like a English like gangster movie. They're like a crime family. <laughs> they're just like the accents. All, uh, yeah, they're great. Their storyline's great. It's like, it's just really, it's got a really good message and like really well animated and everything is class. Mm. It's like the whole thing is like, Puss has like lost all his lives. He's on his last life. So he discovers that there's this wish, uh, um, I think wishing star or whatever they call it. And like, he's going to go find that to get his lives back or whatever. Oh. But yeah, it's class. <laughs> Did not expect that. Yeah. And then the other one, which is like semi-animated, it's like animated but set in the real world and it's like a mockumentary. Hmm. It's called uh, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. <laughs> Have you heard of this? No, not at all. Um, it's, it's class. It's like Marcel is like, um, it's just like a little shell with like a, a an eye and it's got wee shoes on. It's like kind of stop. I don't know if it's, it must be stop motion or maybe it's like computer animated to look like stop motion, but I think it actually is stop motion. Hmm. It's got that. A tactile feel to it like I think yeah. it must be but yeah it's like really really it's just really sweet and charming and like it's What's just it it's like um, so this guy moves into the house as like a Airbnb hmm. and he's like a filmmaker and he discovers Marcel um, and all Marcel has left is like him and his grandmother uh, the people that used to live there they like broke up and all of his family got like taken away with him so it's just like it's just like this little shell and he gets around and like a he like go inside like a tennis ball and like go around the house like this and everything and it's just like it's like really funny and like it's just like it's so charming like as soon as you you just start watching you just get like completely like swept up in it and it's just it's got a really like sweet wee story and everything yeah oh, okay. yeah it's great that's class yeah <laughs> so that's my three recommendations to, to wrap up the pod with oh fair enough do I have any animated movie recommendations I've absolutely no idea. Sometimes I keep finding it hard to remember what I did watch this year. And also, 
what came out this year that I watched. Yeah, and we did cover a lot already, so yeah. it's not too bad. I don't, like, like I was saying, I don't really have to go too hard into this episode because, no. like, we talked about like the Lexus Severance and stuff the last episode. That's what I was thinking. That was probably my, uh, that's probably, that was my TV show of the year, yeah. I think. Absolutely loved that. That Peacemaker was up, was probably in my top five, oh, yeah, too. You still haven't watched that. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Andor, I know you don't like Star Wars, but that's I heard it's amazing. Yeah, actually, I, I've been thinking of watching it. Yeah, uh, I'd say do, particularly because it, like if it's the best Star Wars since the original trilogy, yeah. but one of the best things about it is the guy Tony Gilroy that like wrote it and all. I think he has like if not all of it, he has at least a whole story written, if not every single scene, but it's his, like, one unified idea. So it's all very cohesive yeah. and stuff. But no, it looks just... good, yeah. It's, like, I kind of, my kind of, like, uh, the thing I gauge stuff with is, like, the, like, um, the YouTubers that I watch that, like, talk about, like, movies and TV shows and stuff, there's always certain things that come up a lot. Mm. And Andor is one of them that I've seen different people do, like, video essays and all. So it's, like, Whenever I see that happen, it's like, okay, that's something that must be worth watching. It's like people have takes on it. It's like they feel it's important to talk about it, whatever. Yeah. And that's one of them, yeah. So I, I I, probably will give it a watch at some point, yeah. Like one of the funniest things I read about it, because obviously I love Star Wars and I follow a lot about it, and would like go into the depth of all the characters and stuff like that. One of them is the main character from the original trilogy, but it's kind of funny. It's this guys in line who are like, like the Mandalorian is great, but it's more of like an action orientated one. Uh-huh. And like there's a lot of action in it, but one of the main characters is Mon Mothma, who's a senator on like Coruscant, which is like like the political business planet like center of the galaxy kind of thing. And it's like I was gonna watch Andor and I was excited to see like space battles and stuff, but now I, I my favorite parts are whenever it's like Mon Mothma and her apartment and it's like her like doing pl- she's she's a, in rebellion but she's nobody knows that and it's all like secretive and it's all uh-huh. like political intrigue and it's all like fucking like he's like my favorite scenes are just her talking <laughs> like you know it's like <laughs> none of these space battles are guns and stuff it's her trying to like funnel money yeah. in uh is launder money for the rebellion through like the empire and stuff it's just Which like, is funny because so like, wasn't one of the big criticisms of the prequel trilogy that there was so much like bureaucracy and stuff in it but that's what like they weren't they were obviously appreciated they got appreciated afterwards but that's one of the best things about it is because like the emperor comes to power through the use of democracy yeah like he he manipulates the whole point of it is he manipulates everything to gain power but he does it all by like dirty dealing backhanded stuff but technically he uses democracy against himself to get elected as a unifying leader he creates a war to make himself the unified leader and it all and it works yeah. But it was yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Like yeah, but um, so we'll All wrap right. it up at that. That'll do. Us. Yeah, and I was going to say at the start, but uh, this whole podcast, one of us has been using a relatively expensive mic, another one has been using a copy of that mic that's a quarter of the price. Some of mine. I don't know. Our viewer, our listeners will have to. Tell us who they think who they think is. I t- forgot. I'm not using my own mic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, tell us who do you think is using the expensive mic and who's using the knockoff, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> what are we doing here? Let's forget our existential dread. Grab another beer. Just live day to day like we've been doing it for years When after all it's neither there nor here
about the future Well, most of it won't even include us We may as well enjoy the shit show While we try to make it better for everyone else What are we doing here? Let's forget our existential dread Grab another beer just live day to day like we've been doing it for years When after all it's neither there nor here Don't forget that each of us are worthless In that regard we're all exactly the same Doesn't mean that we should all just care less Need each other in our world that's this insane what are we doing here? Let's forget our existential dread Grab another beer Just live day to day like we've been doing it for years When after all it's neither then 